Good evening, Utah fans, and welcome inside the U Game Day pregame show. I am Tyson Ewing, joined alongside Amanda Smith, and we are about 15 minutes away from tip-off between the Utah Utes and the Montana State Bobcats. It will be the only non-conference game for Utah, at least for now, unless there's something else that is scheduled. But Amanda Smith, we are inside the John M. Huntsman Center for the first time in 291 days. You know, as we're sitting here, I'm just thinking of the players' families and friends that we've gotten to know, the fans that we're used to seeing every game. And I honestly feel really humbled to be one of very few people in here. So if you're if you're listening to us, know that we miss you. But most importantly, we hope you're staying safe and that for a couple hours tonight, Tyson and I hope we can make you feel like you're here in the Huntsman Center with us. Love that. That is from Amanda Smith. Now, Amanda, last time we were in this building, we were not working together. You were on the TV side. I was on the radio me? side. I did miss you. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's go ahead and take a quick peek as to what happened the last time these two, uh, the last time that this team was in the John M. Huntsman Center. Drew gets it in and tries to break the pressure being applied by Arizona State. Kiara Russell is all over Drew. No whistle still. Gilton to the basket. No look to Pendande who goes glass. And Drew Gilton, a career high, 12 assists. Game over. 75-71, Utah gets the upset on Senior Day. Brenna Maxwell and Andy Torres combined for 30 points. Drew Gilton, phenomenal performance, 10 points, a career high, 12 assists to go along with five rebounds. So Amanda, quite a bit happened as Utah knocked off the 21st ranked Arizona State Sun Devils on Senior Day. Incredible. And I think back to that game, and it, obviously Utah's team looks very different this season, but Denisha Provo really had a phenomenal game against Arizona State. Uh, she She's since graduated. Um, but like you said, it was game over. I can't believe it's been 291 right. days since that happened. It, 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 291 days, nearly, you mentioned it, nearly 300 days since the last time this team was in this building. So... It should be extremely exciting. A little bit different circumstances. We are not courtside. We are a little bit high up tonight, but it should still be a good time, and uh, we're still going to see some great action on the floor. I've got my contacts in. So okay. do I. We're good. <laughs> I love it. All right, we'll take a short break. and we return, we'll sit down with head coach Lynn Roberts, get her thoughts on tonight's matchup, as well as her thoughts on the upset victory over Oregon State earlier this week. Code Red fans, it's about game time. Grab a Mountain Dew Code Red and get to your seats for tip-off. Mountain Dew Code Red is a proud supporter of Utah Athletics. Coach's interviews coming up next. This is Utah Basketball from Learfield IMG College. Welcome back inside the U Game Day pregame show. We're now pleased to be joined by head coach, that is Lynn Roberts. And Lynn, where I want to start today as you come off a magnificent victory on the road at Oregon State. But the thing that really impressed me most was the effort that your team played, both defensively, going after loose balls, and fighting for those 50-50 balls. Yeah, I I, uh, I think the thing I was most proud of, I think, Tuesday was just kind of, as I talked to you after the game, just kind of how we competed. And I think the, the, these young people kind of showed us all what they're capable of and, and what they're made of. Um, I think it was definitely a character game, a character win, um, where you start to see the fruits of your labor start to pay off, you know, kind of as the building blocks are, are going up. So um, 
It was a great win, and like I said then, too, I don't want it to be the pinnacle of our season, but it certainly is a confidence booster for our young players, too. Um, you know, I have so much respect for Oregon State, and it's a big win because of how good they are, right, and, and how consistently good they've been. And so, and then coming off of, of just a tough loss at Oregon. So, great win for us. Um, you know, we took Wednesday off, practiced yesterday, um, get to play today, uh, and then we go on the road on Sunday, play Colorado Monday. So, kind of a bang-bang stretch here, but, um, man, it feels good to play, and it feels it sure feels good to be back home. And that's exactly where I want to go next. It's been exactly 291 days. It was February the 23rd, 2020, when you last played in this building. You upset the number 21st strength at the time, Arizona State Sun Devils. Uh, and I remember that game very, very well. It was senior day for your ladies. Uh, as you have seen, how much has changed in between from when that game was played to now? Uh, obviously, so much has changed. Uh, just how excited is your team to be able to be back on this floor, even without uh, having fans here today? Well, I'm very excited. And I don't think it's sunk in yet. You know, I think it'll feel good once the ball gets thrown up and we're playing. You know, in this pandemic era, you, you're not too excited to play until you get all the clear tests um, of the COVID testing. So we found out this morning before she around that, that Montana State was clear, that we were clear. So it's in that moment we were like, okay, there is going to be a game, which is which is exciting. And then, um, you know, having shoot around in our arena and all that. So it just feels good. Um, we love it here. I, I love our home uh, home court home court advantage. Um, we'll miss our fans. We have great fans. Um, and I wish they could come, but uh, hopefully they're cheering us on loudly from their living rooms. <laughs> we're joined by head coach Lynn Roberts here on the U Game Day pregame show. Now, coach, uh, Camry Martin was held uh, was was kind of held uh, with a minute restriction in the opening game on Sunday, but it didn't appear as though she had much of a minute restriction at all on Tuesday, and she came in and played some big minutes for your team. What did she do that really uh, helped the team the most, do you feel, uh, in the win on Tuesday? She did it all. I mean, she it, – it, we all, you know, everybody was aware of Brenna's big baskets and and there's some big key plays. But in the third and fourth quarter, the end of the third, beginning of fourth, she hit a couple really big shots when uh, Oregon State was making a serious run, hmm. um, and she just kind of settled us down. But she's a talent, and, and everyone's starting to see it now. Uh, but you know, she can play the point guard or the two or the three. Um, it's just so nice to have that. Um, type of player in your in your tool belt, you know, just um, she can run any of those three spots, and she's just such a scorer. Um, and you know, she but defensively too, she's improved and and uh, just doing a great job. And and you know, the, as long as she can stay healthy, the sky's the limit. I think on our team, you know, she still may have the highest uh, ceiling. Today's matchup, the Montana State Bobcats, uh, they come in a lot of momentum before losing yesterday. Previous to that, they had won a, uh, a a program record 18 straight games, uh, but this team's completely different. They're very, very young. In fact, if I recall, the youngest team in the entire nation. What challenges do they present to your team today? I didn't know they were the. I knew they were young. I didn't know that. That's uh, mm-hmm. that's impressive. Um, well, you know, that's a Montana State's a great program. They're always good, and they always do really, really well in the Big Sky Conference. And they're used to winning, and so uh, those type of teams aren't you know, aren't impressed by playing a Pac-12 school. They don't really care um, who you are. Uh, you know, those those championship cultures uh, are respectable, you know. They, those kids compete. So what they do, this particular one, um, they'll really shoot the three. So they in their win against North Dakota, they shot 40 threes, um, wow. which is a lot. 
<laughs> as you know. Uh, and they hit a bunch of them. I can't remember if it was 14 or 15 or something like that. Uh, and then yesterday at BYU, they had a tough shooting night, but they shot a ton as well. Not that many, maybe 20, 25, something like that. But so one of those teams where if they get going from three, uh, you know, they're, they're very, very dangerous. So we got to defend the three-point line, keep them off the free throw line, and then rebound. That is head coach, Lynn Roberts. Coach, thank you so very much, and good luck out there. Thanks, Tyson. We will continue the pregame coming up next. This is Utah Basketball from Learfield IMG College. Welcome back inside the Ute Game Day pregame show. Tyson Ewing joined alongside Amanda Smith to bring you the action here tonight from the John M. Huntsman Center. All right, Amanda, let's break down a little bit uh, this Montana State team. They came in yesterday before they played BYU, a program record 18 consecutive wins. They finished the 2019-2020 season winning 17 straight. They were in the Big Sky Championship game, but it got canceled due to COVID. Yeah, I mean, and they most likely would have went on to win that championship game. They finished 25-6 and six last season, 19-1 and one in their conference play. But this is a very different-looking Montana State team than we saw last year, right? There's seven freshmen on this Bobcats team. Uh, I do want to circle to something that Coach Roberts talked about, though, and that's the three ball. Coming into this game, they're 17 of 60. That's 28% from three. So not fantastic shooting, but you know that they're going to take those shots. What you don't want to do defensively is give them an opportunity to get hot, right? Because... You heard her mention the game against North Dakota State. 42 of their 84 total points came from the three-point line. Wow. And, uh, you know, diving in just a little bit into the BYU game yesterday, you and I talked about this off-air, but this team really struggled to get off the ground against BYU. They had a good second half, but where their points mostly came from was the free-throw line yesterday. They attempted 33, uh, 33 free-throws, made 29 of them. Amanda, they had 29 free-throw points and 29 two-pointer, three-pointer points. I mean, they had 18 points heading into halftime oh boy. at BYU. And so what these box scores tell me is whether it's the three-point three line or the free-throw line, whatever is working for them, they're going to do. If they're hitting that three ball or if they're driving to the basket and finding themselves at the, at the strike. All right, let's go ahead and meet starters for the visiting Montana State Bobcats. They come into tonight 1-1. One and one. They're led by head coach Trisha Binford in her 16th season, a record of 254 and 203. That is a .556 winning percentage. Here are the starters for Montana State. Darian White, the guard from Boise, Idaho, a 5'8 uh, senior from Somerset, Wisconsin, Tori Martell. 5'9 sophomore from Parma, Idaho, Madison Jackson. A 6'2 sophomore from Billings, Montana, Cola Bad Bear. That's going to be a fun one to say tonight. And a 6'3 freshman from Silver City, New Mexico, Caitlin Lamardo. Now the starters for Utah. They're led by head coach Lynn Roberts in her sixth season, a record of 87 and 72. Let's go ahead and meet the, uh, the starting lineup presented by America First Credit Union. And now, the starting lineup for your Utah Utes. Running the point. Drew Gilton, Jr. from Rapid City, South Dakota. Playing the two. Brenna Maxwell, sophomore from Gig Harbor, Washington. At small forward. Kimberly Martin, sophomore from Sandy, Utah. At the four. Andy Torres, I'm a junior from Durban, Quebec, Canada. In the middle. I'm Lola, I'm sophomore from Almeria, Spain. 
the lineup for your Utah Utes. There is one change. I do apologize about that. Kemri Martin will be coming off the bench and getting the start for the third time this season will be the 6'2 junior, Naya Becker. All right, Amanda, let's go into some keys for today's matchup as Utah will take on Montana State. Well, you already mentioned Darian White, the sophomore guard, uh, and then Tori Martell. Those are Montana State's main scorers. They average a combined 37 of the team's 71 points. So if I'm Utah, I'm thinking I'm attacking those two. I'm driving into the basket, get them in some early foul trouble, find them on the bench because they don't have very much scoring coming from anyone anywhere else. They're not a very deep team. Uh, and then we already talked about the three ball, right? Contest. And I think what's most important defensively is knowing your rotations. Uh, you know that they're going to get some ball movement going wing to wing, especially if they're getting what they already have of 60 attempted three-pointers. So communication is key, as always. Tip-off comes your way next. This is Utah Basketball from Learfield IMG College. Good evening, Utah fans, and welcome inside, yes, inside the John M. Huntsman Center for Utah women's basketball. The Utes will play their only scheduled non-conference opponent tonight. I say that because there could be some changes as we go along the season, but they'll take on the Montana State Bobcats here tonight. And Amanda, I'm just so excited to be back in this building. I'm super excited, and as we get set for tips, something I did want to touch on heading into this game, Naya Becker getting the start once again for Utah. Her stat line at initial look was quiet against Oregon State, but we talked about the difference maker in that win was defense and rebounding. She had a career-high six offensive boards, eight total rebounds in that game, so hopefully she keeps up the men that momentum for Utah tonight. Now we'll see if that team can keep up what we saw the other night. It was tremendous. They were fighting for 50-50 balls. They were all over the floor. And you felt that they out, and we all felt they out hustled Oregon State in that one. And the tap is controlled by Montana State as it lands in the hands of Cola Bad Bear, a 6'2 sophomore from Billings, Montana. We're underway here in Salt Lake City. On the right wing, here's Caitlin Lamardo for the Bobcats. She moves it up top to Bad Bear. She swings it left hand, uh, left side to Darian White. She floats with that left hand and scores. That was pretty on the baseline there for Darian White. And it was quick ball movement, and then as White caught the ball, a quick first step into a short little jumper. On the right wing, here's Brenna Maxwell coming off a career-high 34 points. Goes to the corner to Andy Torres, who's been struggling with her shot, is now 0 of 7 from the three-point line this season as she misses that one. Rebound Montana State. Into the front court, here comes Darian White, a 5'6 sophomore from Boise, Idaho, ranked second in the Pac-12, uh, excuse me, the Big Sky Conference and scoring at 19 per game. She goes inside to Cola Badbear, who cannot score on the inside. Rebound Utah. Utes head the other way. On the left wing, here's Naya Becker. She drives the paint right to the basket with the right hand. Can't set the layup. Great box out by Caitlin Lamardo. And here comes Montana State the other way. Now on the right wing, Darian White controlling for the Bobcats. Shakes off a defender, now crosses over on Gilton, gets in the paint, goes left wing, now up top to Caitlin Lamardo. Lamardo goes back left wing to Madison Jackson, a sophomore from Parma, Idaho. She moves to the right side, swings it back up top to Bad Bear. She'll go left side into the hands now of Tori Martell. Martell, the second leading scorer on this team. She skips, skips to the corner to the shooting. Darian White, who knocks down a triple, and she's got five straight points. And that's something we talked about pregame. You know Montana State is going to take those shots when you give them the opportunity. 
and you don't want to give a shooter like Darian White an open look at the basket. 5 nothing lead for Montana State out of the gates. Here's a turnover. Nia Becker threw it right to White. She'll see us at the basket. Great defense by Drew Gilton as she sends that one back. Great recovery by Drew. She blocks it out of bounds, and it will be back to Montana State. And it was a smart play from Darian White to first shot fake and try to get Drew Gilton up in the air, but the smart point guard of Gilton didn't, didn't fall for it. Tori Martell, catch and shoot three-pointer, well defended by Brenna Maxwell. Thinks she got a piece on it. It comes up way short, rebound Drew Gilton. Gilton in the front court, goes to the corner to Brenna Maxwell, open for three, you bet! Brenna Maxwell has been awesome shooting the basketball over the last well, I guess now game and a half, as we just, not really game and a half, but we just started. Bryn, uh, but Brenna gets on the board with her first three here. It's now five to three as quickly Darian White heads the other way and scores another bucket in the paint. Well, I guess you could say it's Darian White five, Utah three. It's now, it's now Darian White seven as she gets that <laughs> one to fall. So seven to three, Montana State on top. Seven and a half to play in the opening quarter. Lola Pindande stands high up top. has been struggling with her shot so far this year. Goes to Naya Becker, who drives baselines. Gives it to the corner to Andy Torres. Good ball movement by Utah. Ends up in the hands of the shooting Brenna Maxwell. And you can bet she's going to knock that one down nine times out of ten. And that is why you want ball movement offensively. Because when you do that, you force the defense to rotate. And Maxwell doesn't need much time to get her shot off. But she got some serious space from Bad Bear on that. Seven to six, Montana State leads. Here's the other score for Montana State. Tori Martell misses the runner, but it's great, uh, well recovered by Montana State's Cola Bad Bear to earn another possession for the Bobcats. On the right wing, Tori Martell moves it back up top to Bad Bear, takes the left-hand dribble. She'll hand off to Darian White, who's got seven of Montana State's seven points. Moving it back up top to Lamardo. She drives the paint, well defended by Lola Pendande. Rebound Andy Torres, and she threw it away. Right into the hands of Darian White. And then Darian White's going to be called for a double dribble. She doesn't like the call, arguing the call. But Darian White will turn it back over to Utah. And we're going to see now some full court pressure from the Bobcats. Substitution on the floor. Camry Martinez checked back in for, or has checked in for Utah. Comes off a career high tying. 15 points as she quickly attacks the paint, gets blocked down low, gets her own rebound, misses the putback, but gets another rebound, then goes outside to Brenna Maxwell, who misses the three. Montana State then ends up with the rebound. And Kemri Martin missed a very open Brenna Maxwell on that left wing as she drew Madison Jackson over to her. Darian White misses the runner, but an offensive rebound for Montana State. Here's the putback by Madison Jackson, and she falls short. Rebound Andy Torres. Into the front court, here comes Kemri Martin, high in the right wing. Drives the paint, a foul is going to be called away from the ball. And Utah will get it back. Into the game for Montana State, Sky Lindsay, a 6'2 sophomore from Orem, Utah. Also checking in, 6'3 freshman from Rosemount, Montana, Taylor Jansen. 5.47 to play opening quarter, Montana State 7, Utah 6. And the pace of the game is very quick it right is. now, Tyson. We've only had two scorers so far. Brenna Maxwell for Utah has six. And Darian White has seven for Montana State. Here's the drive by Martine. Outside to Maxwell. Quickly left side to Andy Torres. And Andy knocks down her first triple of the season with a beautiful looking three from the left side. And you know, once you knock down that first shot, that gives you a little confidence. Like you mentioned, she struggled shooting coming into this game. Just 23%. So... 
you hope that that'll give her a little confidence behind her shot now to, to actually take those. Here's a pass down low to Sky Lindsay. They're going to call a bump in the back on Lola Pendande, so she picks up the personal, and they are going to they are going to give it back to Montana State here. Here's the inbounds play. It's taken away by Andy Torres. Utah on a three-on-two fast break the other way. Brenna Maxwell, angle left, triple, falls off the mark. Looks good from our vantage point, but it's fought for and recovered by recently checked in Peyton McFarland. Utah regains possession. Here's Drew Gilton on the right wing. Hands right side to Kemry. Martin will drive, hand back to Torres. Right wing to Drew, quickly inside to Peyton McFarland. And there it is, Peyton McFarland's first two points as a Utah Ute on a pretty feed from Drew Gilton. It started with the feed from Drew Gilton to kind of get the ball right past Taylor Jansen. And then Peyton McFarland, like you said, her first points as a Ute. There's a feed on the inside into the hands of Sky Lindsay. They're going to call a foul on the shot attempt. Peyton McFarland picks up the foul. And a timeout's been taken on the floor, so we will take it with them. 4.45 to play in the opening quarter. It's Utah 11, Montana State 7. This first half being brought to you in part by Budweiser. Hey, Utes fans, ba- hey, Utes basketball fans, remember that game days are best enjoyed with a crisp Bud Light. Bud Light, crisp. Please drink responsibly. We'll take a short break, come back with more first, ha- first quarter action. This is Utah basketball from Learfield IMG College. 4.45 to play opening quarter. Utah 11, Montana State 7. Amanda, what are you seeing here in this early going uh, that Utah's having success for on the offensive end? Well, it was an 8-0 Utah run over the last two minutes and 30 seconds, Tyson. They're doing a great job of moving the ball and finding their hot shooter, Brenna Maxwell, in those open spots. And then, you know, I want to talk about Montana State. It's Darian White 7, Utah 11. So she's off the floor right now. This is a chance for Utah to kind of extend on their lead with Montana State's best scorer and one of their top defensive players on the bench. Sky Lindsay goes to the free throw line. She's the lone Utah native on this Montana uh, Montana State team. Came to the Bobcats from Mountain View High School. She goes one for two from the stripe, making it 11 to eight. Utah, full court pressure being applied here by, uh, by the Bobcats. Utah able to break it as Drew crosses the front court. Here's Gilton straight away, going right wing. Now, actually, the no-look pass picked me out. Kicks it out to Kemri Martin, and she knocks down the right side triple. So I got faked out by Drew. Andy Torres gets the assist to Kemri. Well, it was a perfect read offensively because the Bobcats fell back into a high 2-3 zone, which left Martin open in the corner. Utah already with four made triples here so far tonight. Quickly the other end in the paint is Taylor Jansen. She gets fouled and has an opportunity to three-point play. So now Taylor Jansen, a 6'3 freshman from Rosemount, Minnesota. Averaged 13 points, five rebounds, and two assists as a senior in high school. Academic All-State, so was really, really smart as well. Knocks down the free throw. And after two possessions, Darian White back on the floor for the Bobcats. Brenna Maxwell into the front court for Utah as they lead 14-11 under just, just about four minutes to play in the opening quarter. Gilton gets to the paint, skips around, now goes no look to Brenna Maxwell on the left wing. She dribbles through her legs, skips it cross court to Kemry. Martine drives the baseline, moves it to Andy Torres. She has a little seven-foot floater, and she missed it. And then Montana State gets the rebound, 
They're going to whistle a travel violation. But the vision and the composure, I mean, Montana State is really pressuring Utah defensively right now. There wasn't a turnover, which is something that I think in years past probably would have happened on that play. Cameron Martin drives the baseline, skies to the basket, and is able to get the layup to fall. Woo! Tell you what, we are seeing she's got wheels. We are seeing a new Camry Martin this year. So far, she's got five points to lead Utah, but we're seeing something different than what we saw a year ago. My goodness, the quickness of that first step. She got to the basket with ease. On the left wing, Ashley Van Sickle, uh, Van Sickles checked in. Here's a three-point attempt taken by Leah Beatty, and she can't hit it. Rebound Utah. Andy Torres with another rebound. That's her third rebound tonight. Kemri Martin in the front court has five points for Utah. Has it on the left wing. Crosses over, being hounded high up top by Darian White. Now up top, here's Brenna Maxwell. She gets double teamed. Goes to Drew. She'll skip it cross court back to Kemri. Open triple, and she knocks it down. What a feed from Drew Gilton to find Kemri Martin in the corner, and she sticks another one. And it's the vision, right? Like, it was a no-look pass to the quarter, corner from Gilton to Martine. Made that look really easy, and that was not an easy pass to make. She had to go across her body, across court. Here's a straightaway triple taken by Taylor Jansen. That falls off the mark. Offensive rebound by Montana State. Jansen high up top, takes the right-hand dribble. Hand off to Beattie. Beattie moves it up top, back into the hands of Sky Lindsay. Lindsay will try to back down Andre, uh, Andy Torres. Hand off to Darian White. Gets it to the corner. Here's a triple by Van Sickle on the way, and it's off the mark. Rebound, Andy Torres, her fourth. The outlet pass to Camry Martina. Head to Brenna Maxwell. Maxwell will dribble through the leg, stop in the paint, float with her left hand, hangs on the rim, falls off. It's loose and then controlled by Ashley Van Sickle. Into the front court, here comes Montana State's Van Sickle, a junior from Arvada, Colorado. Hands off to the Utah native Sky Lindsay. She gets to the basket but blows the layup. Great defense by Peyton McFarland to stop that shot. Utah pushing ahead. Camry Martin goes under the basket. Looking for the cutting Drew Gilton. She gets there. Forces up the jumper. She hits the shot, but they're going to call an offensive foul. That'll be a turnover on the offensive foul by Drew. A pretty feed from Camry Martin and then... I don't Watching know it about on the that. replay, actually, it didn't look as if Caitlin Lombardo had any sort of set feet nah, I have on to, that play. I have to wonder if maybe they called that because Drew I mean, was the one trying to get the contact, and but I don't know. No, right? Like I'm not an official, right? But from watching it. I mean, the only thing I can think of is Drew did put her body into her a little bit, uh, and it looked as if she got her with the elbow, but it's 50-50. Darian White into the front court. Hands back up top to Lamardo. She's going to sail to the basket, but missed the layup. Didn't even draw iron. Naya Becker's checked back in, and she secures the board for Utah. Peyton McFarland is, uh, has checked out. Kelsey Reese has checked in. Zuza Poots has checked in, as well as Kennedy McQueen. Here's a pass. Naya Becker throws it away again and an easy layup for Darian White the other way. Naya Becker, her second turnover on the exact same type of pass. And it results in two easy points for Darian White again. She's got nine for Montana State. Zuza Poots sails to the basket off the feed from Becker. She's met there by the defense of Montana State, about three different defenders. I think they're going to give that block to Cola Badbear. Sells out of bounds and it'll go back to Utah. 
So four new players right now on the floor for Utah after those substitutions. And this is typically what you do in those non-conference games. You rotate, kind of gives you an opportunity to see what's going to work and what's not before you head back into conference play. Camry was a little wild trying to force it inside to Kelsey Reese on that play. She overthrew her turnover Utah. In the front court is... The 5'6 sophomore, Darian White, the 2020 Big Sky Freshman of the Year. I can see why. Nine points in this early going for Montana State. The feet on the inside to Cola Badbear. She spins on Kelsey Reese and scores. 19-15, under 30 seconds to play in the first quarter. Montana State fighting against Utah here today. They trail the Utes by four. There's a one-second uh, differential between shot clock and game clock. Kennedy McQueen is going to drive to the basket and be fouled. I think Coach Roberts was trying to whistle to take one final shot. But Kennedy McQueen found a lane to the basket, attacked it, and now is going to earn free throws. Well, and she was being pressured yes. by Darian White and used a little in-between-the-legs move, got a little rhythm going, found herself in the lane. If you have an open shot at a layup, you're not going to pull it back out in the first quarter, right? It's not like this is a 70-68 game in the fourth. Uh, so she, in my opinion, took the right the right move there, and then she knocks down the free throws, so it all worked out. Kennedy McQueen does knock down both free throws. Those were her first two free throw attempts of her young career. Montana State with possession with nine seconds to go. Here's Darian White on the left wing. Going to beat Kennedy McQueen to the basket, but it's met by Kelsey Reese. She denies Darian White at the rim. Great recovery there by Kelsey Reese. Got two hands on that ball and shoved it out of bounds. And these young Utah freshmen, they're showing no nerves. Here's the lob up top to Madison Jackson. Zuza Poots put way too much body into Madison Jackson. And they're going to call a foul on the shot attempt. So with two seconds remaining. Zuza Poots bails out Montana State here, and they're going to get free throws with the clock stopped and a chance of points. Utah looks confident right now, though. They do. You know, and something that Coach Roberts Madison talked Jackson about with us prior to this game is she said, you know, great teams are consistent. We're just starting our season. And so that win against Oregon State was a great confidence booster for them. But she said, we're not cutting down any nets. We just beat a good team on their home floor. Camry's going to heave at the horn after both free throws are good. That's going to end the first half. 21 to 16, a good fight by Montana. Check that 17. They just changed the score. 21 17 because both free throws were good by Madison Jackson. The as the first quarter, quarter comes to an end. We got we got three more quarters to go. Why are you getting ahead of yourself? That is going to be the end of the first quarter. As Utah leads by four. We'll take a short break. This first half being brought to you in part by CR England's One Initiative to Fight Childhood Hunger. They will feed one child here in Utah for every single point the Utes score this season. So far today, the Utes have scored 21 points. So far this season, Amanda, they have scored 149 points, which means CR England will feed 149 children. We'll take a break. Come back with second quarter action next. This is Utah Basketball from Learfield IMG College. Welcome back inside the John M. Huntsman Center. First quarter has come to an end. Utah leading 21 to 17. All right, Amanda, offensively, what was clicking for Utah? They're shooting. Goodness, I think that 
in games past, I have continually said I think that they dribble the ball too much, which allows the defense to relax. They are creating ball movement, which is creating spaces, which is creating shot opportunities, and they're knocking them down. Utah has possession to begin the second quarter. Here's Drew Gilton being truly pressured up top by Caitlin Lamardo. Lamardo's going to be called for a reach-in foul, and it will be Utah basketball. 22 seconds on the shot clock as Utah regains possession. Here's Drew Gilt on the right side. The last time she was in this building, a career-high 12 assists against Montana St- or, uh, Arizona State. One of those states plus states. <laughs> Here's Drew Gilt on the left wing. Looking on the inside of the corner to Zuza Poots. Open for three. That one's long. It's going to be tapped out of bounds. Off Kennedy McQueen back to Montana State. In Montana State, they're pressuring so tightly defensively that if, you know, you take one dribble and can create a little bit of space, that forces their defense to have to rotate. And that is time and time again leaving a Utah player open in the corners. Tori Martell has not scored yet. Going to go inside to Cola Badbear. She goes around Kelsey Reese, but she recovers well again. Blocks the shot. Rebound, Naya Becker. Naya on the left wing. To Drew Gilton, tried to force it on the inside. It's well recovered and then re- and then picked up on the ground by Drew Gilton. But then Naya Becker threw it away again. Martell the other way, layup way off the mark and the rebound ripped down by Drew. Naya Becker's passes are not crisp whatsoever today. She has struggled passing the ball. And it was the right idea of what I just talked about, having Kennedy McQueen open in the corner. But if you're going to make that pass, you need to draw over the defender first before you even attempt it. Kennedy in the corner, this time from Drew, and she's going to knock it down. Another triple for the freshman from Hennifer, Utah. That's her 6-3 already of her young career. I mean, Montana State's literally just leaving shooters open in the corner. And they're going to force them to have to contest that. I love that you said that because in that first quarter, only four points in the paint by Utah. They have already taken 10 three-pointers. Naya Becker, coast-to-coast, layup up and good the other way after Montana State threw it right to a Utah defender, and it resulted in an easy layup the other way. 26-17, to a great start for Utah here in this second quarter. It's Utah 5, Montana State 0 in the quarter in the game, it's Utah 26, Montana State 17. This first half being brought to you in part by UPS. Hey, Utes fans, learn how you can take your business to the top with UPS. Visit UPS.com forward slash pivot to learn more about tools built to help you be unstoppable. Timeout on the floor. We will take it with them. 8.08 to go second quarter. It's Utah by 9. This is Utah basketball from Learfield IMG College. Back inside the Huntsman Center, the Utah Utes leading 26-17 here in the second quarter with 8.08 remaining. Kennedy McQueen just knocked down a three-pointer, followed by a coast-to-coast layup for Naya Becker. And the Utes 5-0 in the second quarter, lead by nine. Quickly ahead, Darian White leads Montana State with nine points. In fact, leads all scorers with nine points. She has it high on the left wing. She'll kick it up top to Caitlin Lamardo. We'll hand off to Tori Martell. Here's a little pick and roll game with Caitlin Lamardo, and they're going to call a foul on the screen on a Utah defender. Well, it's lucky that they called a foul because Caitlin Lamardo had a wide open drive to the basket. Drew Gilton a little slow on the rotation from the pick and roll play sliding over there. 
in the paint. Montana State basketball, 7.49 to go, second quarter. Montana State, you said this at the top of the broadcast, a completely different looking, a completely different looking team than what we saw a year ago. More on that later. Here's a three by Caitlin Lamardo. It is perfect. Nothing but net straight away. Knocks down her second three-pointer of the season. She's now two of eight from three. She was wide open on that look. 26-20. Utah on top by six. You called it, Amanda. Montana State has switched to a man-to-man defense, or in this case, woman-to-woman defense. High up top. Here's Andy Torres, left wing to Drew. Skips it to Kennedy McQueen in the corner. She's open. This one comes up short, and the rebound pulled down by Tori Martell. You know, the zone defense just wasn't working for Montana State. Their rotations were off, and Utah has scored 18 points already from three. So the only option defensively when you are not communicating is to switch to man-to-man. Sky Lindsay catches below the basket, and she's able to put it back up and in. Five straight points by Montana State now after the timeout. The lob inside the Lola Pendande after Montana State switched to a man-to-man defense. They're now looking for Lola Pendande in the paint, something they had not done until that try right there. And a little bit too much contact there by Sky Lindsay, and they're going to call a foul. Good offense is about finding the spaces, right? So when a team is in a zone that comes with ball movement, it can be very similar when a team is playing man-to-man defense, yet you can use that dribble to draw over a second defender that forces rotations defensively on helpline as the ball is turned over back to Montana State. The pressure hurting Utah right now. The man-to-man defense is hurting the Utes. In transition, here comes Darian White's going to stick it for two. A 7-0 run for Montana State. and They've cut the nine-point lead down to two just like that. Drew Gilton in the paint, hands off to Pendande. She fumbles it, but is able to catch any reach-in foul. Will be called on Montana State. All right, Amanda, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the coaching reins in your hands now. We've oh. seen three possessions by Utah to, uh, uh, on offense since switching since they uh, Bobcats switched to a man-to-man defense. What must they do to break this pressure that the Bobcats are putting on right now? Well, they need to relax. They're forcing passes inside that just aren't there as Andy Torres drives into the lane and she'll be fouled. But if we want to talk about what Utah needs to do to create shot opportunities that they were getting for themselves in the first quarter, it comes back to composure. You know, whether you're passing the ball to force defensive rotations from Montana State or you're driving to draw over that help side defender, offense is about finding the spaces, and Utah's not doing that right now. Here's the handoff to Brenna Maxwell. It goes right through her, and it's a turnover. Great hustle by Madison Jackson. And Montana State can tie or take the lead on this possession. Darian White on the right wing. Picks up her dribble, then moves it up top to Jansen. The left-hand dribble by Taylor Jansen, looking for the backdoor cutter. Instead, swings it back up top to Cola Badbear. Now into the hands of recently checked in Ava Ranson. She spots up for three. It goes long, and the rebound pulled down by Lola Pendande. It's up looking to push the other way. Kennedy McQueen quickly on the right side. She'll stop, pop three, short. And the rebound, Darian White the other way for Montana State. Will she slow it down as they do not have numbers? It was three on five. She backs it up, then attacks, then goes reverse glass on the baseline to score. What a move by Darian White. Pretty little reverse from the left side to the right. 
uh, right past Kennedy McQueen. You like if you're defending her, you know that she's able to create for herself off the dribble. So you want to have your body even with the baseline and force her to have to turn around, and go back three point ways. 9-0 run for Montana State, and it's happened ever since they switched to man-to-man defense. And here's a turnover. Lola Pendande could not catch the pass from Drew Gilton. And now Montana State could take the lead on this possession. Super composed. Darian White, the point guard, goes right wing to Ranson. Into the paint, right at McQueen. No good. Rebound Andy Torres. That is her fifth rebound. Gilton pushes to Brenna. She's open. Left angle triple. No. Rebound Ranson. There's going to be a foul away from the ball. A tie-up between Cola Badbear and Lola Pendande. They're going to whistle a foul, it looks like, on Cola Badbear initially, but they're going to discuss it, and we'll see what they call. So Utah hasn't hit a Oh, they called it on Lola. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that Utah, they haven't hit a three-pointer here in this second quarter, so that's not flowing for you right now. You need to find a different way to score. Otherwise, this is what happens. We see a tie game, 26-26 here in the Huntsman. Timeout on the floor. We'll actually keep it here on this one. But this first half being brought to you in part by Larry H. Miller Dealerships. Need a car? Visit LHMauto.com. It's as easy as click it, get it, drive it. Larry H. Miller Dealerships, driven by you. Well, I think this timeout was perfectly placed for Lynn Roberts. Didn't have to call a timeout. Instead, it was the... It was the original under five minutes timeout. But now she can kind of get her group together to figure something out because since this man-to-man defense changed, uh, since this man-to-man defense come into effect for Montana State, it's been a completely day and night difference in what we're seeing on the floor. Well, and when Montana State was in a zone, Utah was knocking down every three-point ball they were shooting, Right. right? Like, it's just a different story right now. They haven't even made a shot from beyond the arc in the second quarter and so that's not a horrible thing right the score's 26 to 26 but if something is not working what is your adjustment and i would love to see utah try to find a way to drive inside get the ball into lola pendande who has been very quiet she hasn't scored yet she's there for you you know get her the ball so lola is actually checked out well, never mind. That. And into the ball game will be Peyton McFarland. Now, I will mention that it's likely, because I, I don't have the opportunity of meeting with these players, that uh, that that Peyton knows a lot of these players for Montana State, a lot of them coming from the Boise area. Here's the drive on the inside. Caitlin Lamardo puts Montana State on top, 28-26. After the left side layup is good, an 11-0 run for Montana State ever since that timeout was called. And a defensive adjustment was made by head coach Trisha Binford. In Montana State, they've got the momentum right now. So if you're Utah, you need to find a way to slow that. Here's Drew into the corner to Kemry. Martine lobs inside to Peyton and threw it away. She overthrew Peyton McFarland trying to make a move on the inside. And instead threw it away. So that's four turnovers for Utah in the last... Four minutes, they're up to 10 in the game. And an 11-0 run for Montana State. Caitlin Lamardo has five points, drives the paint, misses the layup, rebound Peyton McFarland. Utah the other way, Drew Gilton, her head, her head held high, gets the screen set by Peyton. Now on the right elbow, skips it to Brenna, into the corner to Andy, three-pointer on the way, and she's able to knock it down to end the drought and end the run. 
Nothing but bottom there for Andy Torres. Her second three of the night, 29-28. And I love the extra pass from Brenna Maxwell. The shooter could have easily taken the shot herself, but she noticed her teammate more open than her. Here's another quick trigger on the left side by Ava Ranson. No good. Rebound, Brenna Maxwell. Drew Gilton hands back to Andy Torres. She sees a lane. We'll drive. We'll float. Goes in and out. It's tapped. Going to be off Utah. Back to the Montana State Bobcats. I liked the idea by Andy Torres. Just could not get it to drop. 29-28, a one-point advantage for Utah. It's nice to see a little bit of a bounce-back game here for Andy Torres. Came into this one struggling with her shot. 0 for 6 to start from the three-point line. Just 23% from the floor. So far tonight's knocked down two triples. Here's the drive by the sophomore, Darian White. And she scores again. And then Drew Gilton's going to be called for an offensive foul as they tried to inbound to Drew Gilton. They're going to say Drew pushed off. Great sell job there by Darian White. And it's a turnover for Utah. Boy, I like what I see from Darian White. And so she has now forced Drew Gilton into two offensive fouls. On the inside, here's the Utah product, Lindsay, Sky Lindsay to be exact. She fumbles it out of bounds, and it's going to be a turnover for Montana State back to Utah. 29, 30-29, Montana State up by one. 2.56 to go second quarter, Utah's home opener. They were supposed to play two games earlier, back the uh, fourth week of November, but those two games were canceled. They're actually going to say it was a loose ball foul, so not out of bounds. Instead, a loose ball foul and free throws for Brenna Maxwell. And after shooting a perfect 10 of 10 from the free throw line against Oregon State, uh, Utah head coach Lynn Roberts, she told us every time Brenna goes to the free throw line, I just think like, okay, I can relax a little bit because I know it's going in. 12 of 12 so far this year. She was a 94% free throw shooter last year. So, yeah, to go with what you were saying, you're exactly correct when you say that it's it's going to happen, that she's likely going to hit them. But I think they're trying to figure out who the free throw shooter should be as there's a discussion on the floor right now. Well, Utah sure wants it to be Brenna Maxwell. <laughs> no, but I think Brenna Maxwell wants it to be Brenna Maxwell as well. And, and, it is Brenna. And it is Brenna. I don't, I don't know what the discussion is. It is a luxury when you have a player that you have that sort of trust in, and that's what Coach Roberts has in Brenna Maxwell. And it's so surprising that she's just a sophomore. You know, like she has so much more time to develop. So now they got it right. Brenna Maxwell to the free throw line. It's so sad that I can't hear those discussions like I'm so used to hearing between referee and coach Lynn Roberts. Those discussions are always so fun to listen in on. First free throw up and good for Brenna. Perfect. 12 of 12 coming into this one. As you mentioned, 10 of 10 from the stripe in her career high, 34 points against Oregon State. She goes two for two. It's almost automatic. That's Brenna Maxwell. 31-30, the lead for Utah. A one-point advantage. Utah applying some full-court pressure, and they're going to call a travel as Caitlin Lamardo lost her footing. It, I was initially thinking they were going to call a foul on Camry Martin, but they but they stuck with the travel there because what happened is she stepped on Camry's foot and then changed her pivot foot. 
So it's a turnover. Peyton McFarlane hands left side to Drew Gilton. Gilton will drive, lose the ball, pick it up, get double teamed, take a dribble, no look pass to Brenna Maxwell, had the shot, didn't take it. Now bounce pass inside to McFarland. She floats for two and hangs on the front of the cup and falls down. Peyton McFarland with her second bucket makes it Utah 33-30. And I love Brenna Maxwell using those quick handles that she's got, quick little behind-the-back move, and found her open teammate Peyton McFarland in the lane. That is what you want to do when you dribble the ball. You want to have a purpose. She drew over Montana State's defender. McFarland scores. Just perfect play. Little pick and roll with Darian White and Cola Badbear. They're going to call a moving screen. Looked as though Drew sold that one a little bit too. Utah basketball leading by three. Brenna on the left wing. Screen set by McFarland. Moves it up top to Andy. Back to Brenna. Left angle. Triple. It falls short. Rebound pulled down by Taylor Jansen. Into the front court. Here comes Darian White. Leads all scorers with 15 on 7 of 10 shooting. The 2020 Big Sky Freshman of the Year. The 2019 Gatorade, uh, Idaho Gatorade Player of the Year. Peyton McFarland, by the way, 2020 Gatorade, Idaho Player of the Year. Up top, here's Jansen. Straight away, triple short. It's on the deck, and it's going to be a loose ball foul called on Peyton McFarland. It'll be Utah's fourth team foul. 144 to play, second quarter. The Bobcats have outscored Utah 13-12 to in this quarter. Utah's defense has been okay here. Their offense has struggled at times here in the second quarter. And so the reason the foul was called is Peyton McFarland had her arm wrapped around Cola Bad Bear. So whether or not you think you were straight up, you can't have contact when a player is trying to go up and get the ball. Lamardo will drive and Matt inside. That is Kemri Martin with great defense. Left her hands in the air, got the block, got the recovery, and now has the rebound as well. Minute and a half to play in the second quarter. Kemri controlling up top. Martin with eight. Gives it to the right side to Drew. Open right angle triple on the way. It went a little bit too long. Sails over the basket. Rebound Montana State. Darian White quickly into the front court. The no-look pass to the cutting. Madison Jackson will drive, be bumped, be fouled, and will earn free throws. 110 to go, second quarter. It's Utah 33, Montana State 30. So, Tyson, this is a team that coming into this game had attempted 63s. They've only attempted nine in this game. But they're four of five from the free throw line. So we're kind of seeing a similar storyline playing out to what happened in their loss against BYU when the three ball wasn't flying for them. They started driving to the basket. This is a very similar story. So if you're Utah, you know that, okay, this is the adjustment we're going to make. That is very correct. Thank you. That first, uh, <laughs> that, that game by BYU, you said it beforehand. They struggled in that first half, but you saw a much better second half by Montana State. And, you know, they're a young team, right? Yes. And Youngest in the nation, might yes, I add. Their head coach, she said, we are young. This is a growth process, and we're still trying to find our identity. And actually, Coach Roberts has also talked about three games now into the season, they still don't know what their identity is because they've got new players on the floor. Both free throws are good by Jackson. Utah has possession. Is the shot clock running low? Here's the drive on the inside by Brenna Maxwell. She lost it. Turnover, Utah. Montana State can regain the lead here. Here's a triple in the corner by Tori Martell, and she sticks it from the corner. 
nothing but bottom there for Tori Martell. That's her first field goal of the night, and it gives Montana State a two-point lead. We're under 30 seconds to play. One second difference between shot clock and game clock. Drew drives baseline. Very well defended by uh, by Darian White. They're going to call a foul. Darian White probably pretty upset with that foul call. Want to watch this on replay. Did look like she got a little, bo- a little body on that drive. From our vantage point, it looked like she stuck with her very well. But now Drew Gilton goes to the free throw line. These free throws brought to you by Woodside Homes. Gilton comes into this one. Perfect 4 of 4 on the season from the free throw line. And knock on wood, she missed the first of two. You didn't knock on wood? I didn't. That's why I said I should have knocked on wood. (laughs) 19 seconds to go. And Drew goes to the line for one more after she missed the first. Second one is no good either. So Montana State could go into the half with the lead here as the shot clock's been turned off. Darian White dribbling at the double U logo. The drive by White stops in the left elbow. Gets it ripped and taken away by McFarland. Here's the heave by Drew Gilton, and it's blocked away by Caitlin Lamardo to end the first half. What we saw from Utah in the first quarter was composure here in the second quarter it's sloppiness so in the second half they're going to have to really clean up the ball if they want to win their first game in the Huntsman Center this season coming up next is the Ute Game Day Halftime Report presented by America First Credit Union we'll take a look at halftime stats get you a scoreboard update in the studio with my man Porter Larson and Amanda Smith will give you keys for the second half that next come that and more all coming up next on the AFCU Game Day Halftime Report at the break it's Montana State with a two-point lead, 35-33. to 33. This is Utah Basketball from Learfield IMG College. Hey, Utes fans. Bill Riley here for UPS. Your customers want more from your business. You've got to make more happen, whether they're in Salt Lake City or the other side of the world, globally or locally. UPS is building solutions to help businesses give their customers exactly what they want. More made easy. UPS, official logistics company of Utah Athletics. In Utah, there's a sense of we're all in this together. It's a philosophy of caring for others. From helping a stranger with their flat tire to welcoming a new family to the neighborhood. At University of Utah Health, we take care of Utah like Utahns take care of each other. Maybe that's why University of Utah Health is the most trusted healthcare in the state. There's only one you. Be treated that way. Learn more at uofuhealth.org. We know you're missing sports, so take comfort in some retail therapy. The Utah Red Zone provides the largest selection of Utah Utah athletic apparel in the world. We've got new arrivals every week, including Under Armour sideline gear, Utah golf essentials, and home decor. Let's show our support by repping Utah Utes gear. Our main campus and Sandy Campus stores are open right now, Monday through Friday, or shop online 24-7 at uredzone.com. Every dollar you spend goes back to support the U. Utah Red Zone, the official store of Utah Athletics. My name's Tony Tornado. I write and star in my own shows and movies. My crew knows that I dream of Hollywood. They also know that I love Mountain Dew. But there's so much more they don't know. Sometimes at night, I look up at the stars and think, I know why Mountain Dew's so crucial to my existence. But does anybody else? 
She dues the green gold circulating through my veins. It makes Tony Tornado believe that he can do anything. So now you know my secret. But there's so much more you don't know. Do the do. Welcome inside the America First Credit Union Halftime Show, Utah's top auto lender. We offer low rates, flexible terms, 24-7 account access, and more. Apply today at AmericaFirst.com. At the break, Montana State with a two-point lead, 35-33. to And going over the numbers real quick, the sophomore Darian White was named the 2020 Big Sky Freshman of the Year. Leads all scorers with 15 points. 7 of 10 from the floor. She was awesome in that first half for Utah. Kemri Martin and Brenna Maxwell tied with 8 apiece. But Amanda, what are we seeing on the floor here tonight that gives Utah a 2-point deficit at the break? Well, the momentum of this game completely shifted after Montana State called a timeout. They switched their defense from zone to man because Utah was finding the gaps in that zone and scoring from the three-point line. They made one three-point shot in the second quarter, so that is not working for them right now. Coming out of this of this uh, halftime break, I'd love to see Utah driving to the basket, trying to get those easy two-point buckets, and then if that's not there, kicking the ball out to your three-point shooters and Brenna Maxwell and, and Drew Gilton actually has been taking more three-point shots than I've seen her take pretty much all last season. So I love that from her, right? She wants to be more of a scoring guard as well. Uh, but it's really going to come down to cleaning up the ball as well. 12 turnovers for Utah in that first half. They had 17 total against Oregon State. And what they were doing, I think, differently in that game than this one is those hustle plays. Right now, it does to me feel like Montana State knows that they shouldn't win this game, and they're going after those 50-50 balls. If there's anything that you want to leave a game with, whether you win or lose, you want to know that you gave your best effort, and I'm not seeing that from Utah right now. Let's switch gears, talk about Montana State here. Darian White, reading up on this team and looking into what kind of makes them go, Coming into this one, we were expecting a heavy dosage of Martell and White, and it's been all Darian White, 15.7 of 10 from the floor. Amanda, she looks about as good as advertised. And so if you're guarding her, if you're Drew Gilton, if you're Kemri Martin, and that's your defensive mashup, you need to know where she is on the floor at all times. But then also, if you're on help side defense, you need to know where Darian White is at all times. That is your job as a teammate. For when your teammate does get beat, you are there. A player like Darian White, she can knock it down from the outside, but she can also create for herself off the dribble. And that's where communication becomes so crucial in the game of basketball. Some key stats to look out for in this first half. Assists for the Utah Utes. 11 assists on, you, you, you can guess it, 11 made field goals. Six assists for Drew Gilton to lead the way for Utah. As I just mentioned, Darian White leading the way with 15 points on 7 of 10 shooting. Good balance attack by the rest of the team. Lamardo with 5, Jackson with 4, Lindsay off the bench with 3, Martell with 3, Jansen with 3, and Bad Bear with 2. For Utah, McQueen off the bench with 5 points, Andy Torres with 6, uh, Nia Becker with a couple as well, Peyton McFarland as well. Uh, scoring her first two and uh, actually another couple of two as well. So she's got four points uh, for Utah. I would just say coming out of halftime, Montana State 
they're not going to change their defense, right? This is what got them back at the game is playing man-to-man. So if you're Utah, you know what adjustments need to happen, taking care of the ball, not relying so much on the three-point shot, and then being confident and composed. In the first quarter, it almost looked like a different team than we saw there in the second. So just that energy level and, and the effort, they'll be in good shape. We'll take a break. When we return, we'll send it in the studio and let you hear from Porter Larson as he gives a scoreboard update around the Pac-12 and much, much more. At the break, it's Utah trailing the Montana State Bobcats 35-33. This is Utah Basketball from Learfield IMG College. We all have needs, hopes, and dreams. Things to do, places to go, and a life to live. And whatever goals you have, America First is here to help you achieve them. We're here to provide the financial tools and services you need to take care of your family, your home, or your business. We're here to help you keep moving forward. Whatever you need for what matters most, we're here to help. America First, federally insured by NCUA. Get your ice cold Bud Light, Bud Light Seltzer here. Even though you can't go to the game, doesn't mean the game can't be brought to you now, hip. Just go to BudLight.com slash delivery. That's BudLight.com slash delivery. Give me two bagels. Coming at you. It's a little short. Ow. Sorry. You know what? I'm just going to walk them over to you. Whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer and Bud Light Seltzer. IRC Beer. Beer in Texas, St. Louis, Missouri. How do you become America's best-selling brand? Let's break it down. Innovative tech means smarter and safer driving. Intelligent all-wheel drive will keep you ready for anything. And built Ford Tough Trucks will always get the job done. Plus, come into your local Ford store today and get super low APR financing, big cash back, and great lease offers on Ford's full line of cars, trucks, and SUVs. That's Ford, and that's how you become America's best-selling brand. Sales claim based on calendar year sales. Welcome back inside the John M. Huntsman Center as we are ready for second half action. Montana State has the ball to begin things here. And up top, here's Tori Martell, was held relatively in check in that first half. Comes out firing and knocks down the left elbow jumper. 37-33, five points for Martell. Just two games ago, set the Bobcats, the Montana State program record, made eight three-pointers in their opener against North Dakota. 37-33, the lead for Montana State. Here's Brenna Maxwell inside to Lola Pendande. She skips it up top. Here's a three taken by uh, by Kennedy, by, excuse me, Kemri Martin. She can't hit it, but an offensive rebound by Andy Torres as she sticks it back up and in her sixth rebound and her tenth point, or excuse me, her eighth point. Here's the up and under. It's no good by Madison Jackson. An offensive rebound by Cola Badboer, excuse me, Bad Bear, to put it up and in. 39-35. Nine minutes to play, third quarter. The lob inside the Lola Pendande, and a foul is going to be called on Cola Badbear on the interior pass. Amanda, that last offensive putback was Utah's first field goal without an assist. Really? Yeah. Andy Torres just seems to always be in the right spot on those second-chance opportunities. I thought that Utah's first possession coming out of the half was actually great. It started with Brenna Maxwell directing, telling Lola Pendande, no dip for me. She drove, drew over the defense, everything went right. Lola passes up to Kemry, and they just couldn't finish the play. But then you had Andy Torres not giving up on it, and that's what Lynn Roberts wants, right? She's a 
things are going to happen. We're going to miss shots, but we don't want to give up on the opportunity. Kemery nearly throws it away. Well recovered on the outside. She has long hair, but I believe it's Caitlin Lamardo that knocked that ball out of bounds. So Utah gets the basketball back. 8.55 to play, third quarter. As we have a pause in action. Not quite sure why, but a pause in action. Going back to this Montana State team, very, very young. They are tied for the youngest team in the entire country with Oral Roberts, LaSalle, and Incarnate Word. The average player age on this team is 19.3 years old. They have a total of seven freshmen, six true freshmen. It's a very young team. Very young, right? And that's what Trisha Binford has talked about, that she has a young team. They know that. They're growing together. This is just their third game as well. And, you know, they have some things that they also need to learn. And she said, we've shown some nerves. But that's why you play these non-conference games. They haven't played a, they haven't played a conference game in the Big Sky yet. They've only played non-conference games. And the way that the Big Sky is going to be doing it this year is you're going to travel to one place and play two games against that school. Yes. So here's Drew Gilton driving on the inside, has the lane. It's stopped. She kicks it out uh, outside to Brenna Maxwell. She's open from the left wing and knocks it down in stride. Drew Gilton with her seventh assist. And Brenna Maxwell becomes the first Newton double figures with 11 after that triple on the left wing. 39-38, a one-point advantage for Montana State. Here's Caitlin Lamardo. Drives on Camry Martin. Floats, misses, rebound. Lola Pendande. Here comes Drew Gilton the other way for Utah, being hounded across the floor. A reach-in foul is going to be called on Darian White. I did not like that defense by Darian White. She's fast enough to stay with her, but... Why bail her out on the reach in there? That's exactly what I was thinking. It's just kind of like you see something like that happen, and you're just like, why? Like, you have the speed to stay in front of her. Why? Drew Gilton on the right wing. Screen set by Andy. She skips to her left, goes inside to Lola Pendande. One-on-one in the paint. Layup is no good. Lola's struggles continuing here tonight. Montana State with the rebound. Here's a little seven-footer off the mark by Madison Jackson. Rebound Lola. Drew will push ahead to Brenna Maxwell. Brenna lobs inside to Lola, running the floor exceptionally well. Beautiful feed from Brenna Maxwell to Lola Pendande, who gets the lefty layup to fall. And I love Pendande running and catching in stride, just going up with ease over Limardo. Utes regain the lead, 40-39. On the left wing, Madison Jackson crosses over on Martin, gets to the basket absorbs the contact, is able to get the left-hand layup to fall. They're going to call a foul and a three-point opportunity here for Madison Jackson. So she gets the step over Kemri Martin to start, and then she just finishes it. And with Kemri Martin behind her, what did we just talk about Darian White not doing? Bailing herself out, right? It could have just been a layup, but instead she drew body in contact. That was Madison Jackson's second made field goal this season. She's now 2 of 15 on the year. But gets that one, makes it look easy. She hits the free throw as well, making it 42 to 40. The backdoor cutter is Brenna Maxwell. She misses the runner. Rebound Lola Pendande for Utah. Drew wants to give it back to Lola. She takes one big hop step and is able to sail to the bucket for the easy right-hand layup. I love that pass from Drew Gilton because Montana State thought, okay, they're starting to rotate the ball on three-point line. The vision of Drew Gilton to find Pendande and say, mm, no, 
you left someone wide open in the paint. Here's the up and under by Sky Lindsay. She's able to get it over. Lola Pendante and score. Kemri Martin goes behind her back to nobody. She turns it over, tried to be fancy, and it results in a turnover. Montana State the other way. The floater on the right elbow is good for Darian White. I love Darian White's game. 46-42, Montana State on top by four. Gilton the left wing to Brenna. Maxwell lobs up top back to Drew Gil- uh, back to Andy Torres. On the right wing, here's uh, Kemry back to Andy. Moves it back up top to Lola. On the left wing, Drew Gilton gets the screen from Pendande. No look pass to the corner. Kemry, right side triple. No. It's tapped out of bounds, and Andy Torres gets the 50-50 ball. The quick pass on the inside. It's no good by Lola Pendande. Gets her own rebound. Missed it again. Lola, or check that Andy, recovers. Andy's open in the corner. Drew to Andy. Three. Yes! Andy Torres spots the corner triple. And another assist by Drew Gilton, her ninth. Here's the uh, here's the spin move in the paint. No good as Darian White forced it up. A rebound by Utah and a whistle. They called a foul on Montana State. I believe Sky Lindsay was whistled on the foul there. But this last Utah possession, the way it played out with Andy Torres knocking down the three, it all started because of her not giving up on the initial play. Yep. Both times she got those rebounds, passed it out, and then she didn't give up on her own play, right? She's like, okay, cool. If they're not going to guard me, let me just slide down the right corner a little bit. I can knock it down. I love seeing her more confident. Peyton McFarland with a beautiful seal on the outside. Cola Bad Bear was on the outside. A beautiful lob from Kemri Martin and Peyton McFarland. Her breakout game here, her sixth point, gives Utah the lead back, 47-46. Up top, here's Taylor Jansen. They're going to call a reach-in foul on Andy Torres. But Utah assisting on all but one made field goal. The one they didn't assist on was a putback by Andy Torres. They have 16 assists, 17 made field goals. What I'm loving, too, these last couple of possessions, well, not that last one, but the ones prior, the two prior, you talked about how Andy Torres, for example, was working her butt off as there's a nice drive on the inside. Tori Martell drives. Peyton McFarland comes from the opposite side of the floor and knocks it out of bounds. That's an early candidate for our UP uh, for our Smith defensive play of the game. A lob on the inside. I'll get to my point in just a minute. On the left wing, here's Tori Martell. Dribbles up top, skips it to Taylor Jansen, lobbing on the inside, and it's taken away, ripped down by Brenna Maxwell. Gilton will push. Andy Torres on the left wing. Slows it down to Brenna Maxwell. Kemry catches on the right wing and then hands it back up top to Drew. Gilton dribbling on the right wing. Goes back right side to Kemry. Martin with a screen set by Peyton McFarland and has it ripped away. Taken by Cola Badbear. The other way, here comes Ashley Van Sickle. She'll slow it down to three-point shooting. Tori Martell, she missed it. A rare miss by Tori Martell. And it's recovered by Kemry Martin, and a quick foul is going to be called. But what I wanted to get to, Amanda, you talked about how Andy Torres worked like crazy on one of those possessions and was rewarded for it. Drew Gilton should get some credit for that. You remember the offensive rebound by Lola Pendande? You talked about how beautiful of a pass it was from Drew to give Lola the ball back for the layup. We'll talk about that on the other end as we have a timeout on the floor. 
The second half being brought to you in part by Redbox. Redbox has new movies at the Redbox and streaming on demand. Don't miss Fat Man starring Mel Gibson. Visit Redbox.com for all the ways to watch. Utah leading 47-46. This is Utah basketball from Learfield IMG College. Welcome back inside the John M. Huntsman Center, Utah leading 47-46. All right, so what I was trying to get to before the break. Get to it now. I'm going to. Here we go. Drew Gilton rewarding her players for working their tail ends off. Andy Torres fought like crazy. Andy uh, skipped across by Drew for the three. Offensive rebound by Lola. And as you mentioned, quickly got it inside. That, uh, a beautiful feat from Drew. And that's just what a great point guard does. You know, Drew Gilton, she hasn't scored, but she has nine assists. Nine assists to lead Utah. Last time we were in this building, had a career high 12 of them. On the right side, here's Brenna. Catch and shoot three. It's long. And the rebound pulled down by Caitlin Lamardo of Montana State. Here comes Ashley Van Sickle the other way. We'll lob it on the inside to Cola Bad Bear. Spins from the bucket. Great defense by Andy Torres to force that miss and great fight by Peyton McFarland to get the rebound. Drew Gilton in the front court, nine assists to lead Utah. We'll drive to the basket, lose it, it's on the deck, and it's going to be a jump ball as Brenna Maxwell able to jump on it. It'll go back to Utah. Utah ball. 3.49 to play, third quarter. The Utes leading by one. They've outscored Montana State 14-11 to here in the third quarter. Andy Torres will inbound. Great little bounce back game from Andy Torres. She struggled shooting the basketball on their weekend trip to Oregon. It's four of seven from the floor has 11 points. Peyton McFarland up top. Moves it right wing to Brenna. Quick pass on the inside. Nia Becker missed the layup but fought for her own offensive rebound. Moves it back up top to Drew Gilton. And a foul is going to be called before that as Nia Becker was bumped and pushed out of bounds. And those are the hustle plays I talked about heading into this second half that I feel like we weren't seeing from Utah in specifically the second quarter. But before the third quarter started, saw Coach Roberts talking to Nia Becker. We're not as close, so of course we didn't get to hear what they were saying. But in in her uh, media availability with us, she talked about how she felt like Nia still looked a little nervous and a little unsure in those first two games but that she's really excited for Utah fans to see what she's capable of doing. She just needs to find a little rhythm. She really does. She has been struggling with her shot in all three phases. From the field coming into today, 5 of 17, just 1 of 6 from 3, just 1 of 4 from the free throw line. She splits her free throws there. But we'll see if that momentum can come back into play here for Naya. Because she she has it. She's just got to find it again. 48-46, Montana State. With possession, trailing by two. Darian White is back on the floor and has it up top. Utah's switched to a, they started in a 2-3 zone after they after Montana State broke the press. They then switched to man. Here's the drive by Jackson. Moves it up top to Ranson, who stops, t- pops a 14-footer and missed it. Naya Becker secures the board. Becker will slow it down to Andy Torres, and she will cross the timeline. Here's Kennedy McQueen, will run the point for Utah. Moves it left side to Andy Torres. Now to Nia Becker in the left wing. Coming up to catch, or coming up for the catch, but well defended by Darian White was Brenna Maxwell. Here's the lob on the inside, Andy Torres. I don't know where she was throwing that basketball, but it's picked off by Darian White. She'll slow it down, leave an open Lamardo for three, and it's good. Caitlin Lamardo knocks down the three. That's her first three-pointer of the night, her second of the season. 
Andy Torres hands off to Naya Becker up top to Peyton McFarland right wing to Brenna Maxwell she pump fakes then drives lobs to Peyton it's tapped recovered but Peyton McFarland tried to save it out of bounds and was on the line turnover Utah Utah's gone the last three minutes without making a shot and on that last play Tyson it's like if the pick and roll is there obviously feed it to Peyton McFarland right but you don't need to force something you can that's why Brenda Maxwell still had her dribble alive she could be easily backed out and reset something up Darian White has it looking on the inside and she throws it away it went right to Brenna Maxwell Brenna pushing she'll slow it down bring it back up top the backdoor cutters Andy Torres into the corner Kennedy McQueen three-pointer no good going to be tapped out of bounds off Ranson it will go back to Utah it's a smart play there by Nia Becker. I don't know if you saw that, but it was initially touched by Ranson, and Nia kind of used her body to shed Ranson from being able to save that basketball in. Substitutions on the floor for Montana State and for Utah. Peyton McFarland catches on the inbounds play. Hands back to Kennedy McQueen. Bounce pass inside to Zuza Poots. She spins in the paint. Is going to be fouled on the shot attempt. I'll call that one on Madison Jackson. So Zuza Poots will head to the free throw line for the first time this season. And she catches, she fakes, she turns right, spins left. She just had Madison Jackson fidgeting all over with her feet. To the free throw line, Zuza Poots. These free throws brought to you by Woodside Homes. Zuza's not attempted a free throw so far this year. She comes to Utah from Poznan, Poland. Played 91 games at UTEP, started 54 of them. Averaged nine points, five rebounds, shot the ball exceptionally well, a 50% career shooter. Misses the first of two free throws, 63% from the line at UTEP. She's played some international basketball with her teammate, Ola Makarat. Sure has. Ola Makarat has not seen the floor so far this season. Tie ball game. Here's a triple in the corner. It's no good by Van Sickle, but a great offensive rebound by Madison Jackson. Check that. That was Ava Ranson that took that three. Here's Darian White. Gets in the paint. Pump fakes, then hands back to Jackson. Moving it back up top to Caitlin Lamardo. She'll cross over on Nia Becker. Go left wing to Jackson. Gets past Brenna Maxwell, and Brenna going to be called for the foul as she got a, a lot of wrist on that drive. So we're tied at 49 with more free throws coming from Montana State. So Utah has allowed Montana State 10 offensive boards. If we look back to last game against Oregon State, the entire 40 minutes, they allowed 10 offensive boards. Wow. So the defense is what we talked about last game, really created offense for them. Right now they're, they're looking a little stagnant. I mean, they haven't scored in the last four minutes and 30 seconds. So if you can get those stops, if you can find a way to, I mean, the clock is once again stopped because they bailed out Montana State and now they're at the free throw line. You just got to find a way to create some momentum for yourself. Both free throws are good. And to build on your point there, Amanda, this is a team that we talked about at the top of the broadcast. Went to the line against BYU 33 times. So we can clearly see that they know how to get to the free throw line. But Utah's got to be smart in the way that they defend. 51-49, the Utes trail the Montana State Bobcats by two. Here's Poots in the corner. Triple on the way. No good. Rebound Darian White for the Bobcats. She will drive past Becker. Get all the way to the basket. Well defended by Nia. Got a 
got a fingertip on that ball, and it was, and it and it caused Darian White to lose it out of bounds. But it's going to stay with Montana State. And because she has the speed, Naya Becker gave her a second to to get in front of her on that left hand side. So five six, you think like, okay, I'm going to take the left handed layup. But then a six two Naya Becker says, um, no, uh uh-uh. uh. That was Utah's eighth block of the game. 40 seconds remaining. The Bobcats on top by two. Montana State has never beaten the University of Utah. They are 0-10 against Utah. High up top is Ava Ranson. She switched off with Nia Becker. Nia defends it well as Ranson cannot stick the layup. Utah has numbers the other way. Great outlet pass from Brenna Maxwell to Kennedy McQueen who sticks the left-hand layup. We're tied at 51. Shot clock's been turned off. Ten seconds remaining. Darian White has scored two points in the second half after scoring 15 in the first. She drives baseline. Hands it back up top to Lexi Deaton, who's checked in, and she traveled with one second on the clock. And so Montana State, they're one of their last nine shots. They've gone about two minutes and 40 seconds without scoring. Brenna Maxwell will heave at the buzzer, and that's not... It looked as though there was a little bit of a reach-in right there by Caitlin Lamardo, who has been kind of physical at the end of both uh, quarters, uh, uh, two quarters here. We're tied at 51. The end of the third quarter, we have 10 minutes of basketball remaining. The second half being brought to you in part by CR England's one initiative to fight childhood hunger. Sierra England will feed one child here in Utah for every point the Utes score this season. So far today, the Utes have scored 51 points, which means Sierra England will feed 51 children. Fourth quarter comes your way next. This is Utah Basketball from Learfield IMG College. Welcome back inside the John M. Huntsman Center. Utah and Montana State nodded at 51 apiece with 10 minutes of basketball remaining. We've seen a lot of sharing the basketball today, Amanda as Utah already with 17 assists on 18 made field goals. That's a season high. We're only three minutes in, or three games in. I totally get it. But Brenna Maxwell with a career high six assists for Utah. Drew Gilt already has nine. Brenna Maxwell, she previously had five, and that was one of Utah's last home games that they played here in the Huntsman Center. It was the game before Arizona <laughs> State, so about 200 and. 89 days ago. Close, 293. Aw, I tried. No, totally, it's totally fine. 293 would have been February 21st. 21st. 293 days. So if there was another week, that would be exactly (laughs) 300. So 10 minutes of basketball remains. It's Montana State's basketball to begin the fourth quarter. Darian White been held to just two points here in the second half, but has 17 in the game. Hands off to, uh, to Tori Martell. She'll go left wing to Madison Jackson. Gets past Zuza Poots. Zuza recovers well, forces the missed shot, but it's going to bounce off Lola Pendande's leg out of bounds back to Montana State. They'll reset the shot clock to 20. Say that's an offensive rebound as a team for Montana State. Up top is Martell. Thought about the three, didn't take it. Skips it up top to Cola Bad Bear. She'll hand it up to Darian White. Beautiful pick and roll with Bad Bear, but she could not catch it. And Drew Gilton gets the steal. Gilton in the front court. Gets all the way to the basket. Layup up. Good. What a great decision by Drew Gilton. As she goes coast to coast for the right-hand layup. Quick trigger the other way. 
as Tori Martell can't hit the three. Drew with the rebound, and she's pushing again. No luck pass. Couldn't quite decide who it was going to. It looked as though she was trying to get it to Kemri Martin in the corner, but it was touched by Lola Pindande, and it goes out of bounds. That is what you want from your post player, though, on a fast-break opportunity to be flying through the lane right that. Yeah. She just happened to be in the passing lane of Drew Gilton and defended her own teammate. <laughs> Here's the up and under. The layup is no good by Madison Jackson, and Lola Pindande picks up the foul. Lola with her third foul so far tonight. I don't know about that one. Initially, it looked like, from our vantage point, that she went on the inside of that wrist. But on that replay, it looked like she went on the outside. They called the foul anyway. Nine minutes to go. First free throw on the way and good by Madison Jackson. Five and a half points per game a year ago. Just four total points coming into this one in their first two games. But she sticks that one, and she has a season-high 11 points. Drew Gilton in the front court controlling the offense for Utah. The lob to Lola Pendande. What a beautiful pass from Drew Gilton to Lola Pendande to lead her perfectly through it where only Lola could get it. And that's an early candidate for our assist of the game. Here's the quick drive the other way. Darian White floats it up for two, gets her fourth point of the second half. And her 19th point overall. Drew Gilton has 10 assists for Utah. Another double-figure assist game for Drew. Had one the last time she was here, too. Zuza Poot straight away triple on the way. That one is up. It bounces up and then drops down for three points. And another assist for Drew. 58-55. Drew with 11 assists. The Utes leading by three. Tori Martell checked it. That's Madison Mac uh, Jackson. Moves it up top to Caitlin Lamardo, and a timeout's going to be taken on the floor. So great offense here in this fourth quarter. Utah has scored seven points in two minutes. Yeah, Utah scored seven points, Montana State four. They look like they've got some more energy here in the fourth quarter. And I want to give so much credit to Drew Gilton, finding her teammates, rewarding them for hustling down the floor, finding them in those open spaces. Utah has 19 assists on 21 made field goals. Timeout on the floor. We'll keep it here. The second half being brought to you in part by UPS. UPS working together to achieve great things like the Utes. That's problem solving. Visit UPS.com to learn more. Let's take a look at some of the stats as Andy Torres, Brenna Maxwell leading the way with 11 points, Camry Martin with eight, Kennedy McQueen with seven, Peyton McFarland with six, and Drew Gilton, kind of the one that's bringing it all together, has 11 assists for Utah. Yeah, everyone loves to talk about points, right? right? Like, that's what we always hear. Who had the most points? Who had the most points? I mean, Drew Gilton, those 11 assists, this isn't a close game. I mean, Utah's way down. Right. right. Without her doing that, this isn't the score right now. And then, I also want to talk about Andy Torres with eight rebounds. And while Lola Pendande has been quiet offensively, she still grabbed six boards. So you, you see that effort here by Utah. Maybe not the effort that you might have hoped for here tonight, but you're still seeing that effort and, and the stats can back that up. Well, this team is still trying to figure out their identity, frankly. They've got new players. They're playing their freshmen significant minutes through these first three games. 
typically what we talked about uh, against Oregon and Oregon State is you would have already played X amount of non-conference games and you kind of figure out what rotations are working for you. This is their third game of a season, and they're about to go right back into Pac-12 play on Monday against Colorado. So this is an opportunity once again for the young players on this team to play significant minutes at the collegiate level and also get a feel of how their teammates play because it all comes down to chemistry. Right. I, I, I love that. I do want to quickly go over Montana State. Amanda, I've been very impressed with the Bobcats here today. They were ranked number one in the Big Sky Conference last year. They won the Big Sky regular season conference. We talked about this as well. That championship game was canceled due to COVID-19. They were in that game. They had won 18 straight games before losing to BYU. And here they are today trailing by three to a Pac-12 University of Utah. Montana State has possession. On the inside, Madison Jackson kicks it outside to Tori Martell. She tried to make the move before she caught the basketball and turned it over. And Martell is someone that, you know, before the game started, we talked about her being a leading scorer on this team. Uh, but she's been fairly quiet, just five points. It's really been all Darian White. Yep. 19 points for Montana State, and she's made it look easy. Drew Gilton gets double teamed, tries to send it up top to Zuza Poots. But it's well recovered. Darian White ties up Zuza Poots, and it's going to go back to the Utah Utes on the jump ball. Check that. That was, was that Cola Bad Bear? No, it was Tori Martell. Here's a skip pass to Kennedy McQueen. The no-look pass on the inside to Kemry. Outside, Drew Gilton, angle left. Three, and it's good. Great offense by Utah. The initial drive by Kennedy McQueen. Handing off to Kemry Martin, and the three on the outside by Drew. 61-55, another quick trigger on the right wing by Tori Martell, missed it. Drew Gilton fights for the rebound. Drew is playing spectacularly here today in her home opener. Down low, Tori, uh, it's, uh, wow, excuse me, that is Lola Pendande is able to catch in the paint and go glass and score. The Utes are outscoring Montana State 12-4 here in the fourth quarter. They lead by eight. 63-55. An offensive foul the other way. Sky Lindsay was trying to uh, was trying to post up Lola Pendande. And is going to be called for the offensive foul. She does not like the call at all. Ooh. That angle doesn't quite tell me if she got that elbow a little high. But I think they might look at it here. Maybe not. They're just getting substitutions on the floor. Or will they look at it? No. <laughs> they oh. will not. All right. Utah basketball. But on a bit of a rhythm here. 8-0 run over the last minute and a half. The offense is now clicking for Utah. Gilton up top to Zuza. Goes left wing to Kennedy McQueen. McQueen takes a few dribbles. Looking on the inside. The feed to Lola Pendande in the paint. She fakes right. Goes left. Right hand layup. Hangs on the cup and falls off. Rebound Montana State. Here comes Darian White the other way. Crosses over. Drives. Gets in the paint. Dribbles it back up top. Tries to drive back in on McQueen. Great defense by Kennedy on that stand. Cola Bad Bear moves it to Martell. She'll float from the free throw line and it goes in and out. Drew Gilton with the rebound. Rips it away from Madison Jackson. Utah has numbers. 
Kemri Martin, bounce pass, inside to Lola Pendande. Layup is good, what a play by Utah. And Kemri Martin specifically, she had Kaylin Lamardo's head on a swivel. She didn't know where anyone was. Lola Pendande finishing it off. That was fantastic. From the rebound, Drew Gilton had it. She was tied up with Madison Jackson. Basically threw her to the floor inadvertently because she was holding on to the ball. Got in the front court, handed it off to Kemri Martin, who drove the lane, the no-look bounce pass inside to Lola Pendande. I love what you said. Had her on a, uh, had, had her on a swivel. Because that's exactly what it was. Well, and, you know, Kaylin Lamardo, it was two-on-one from that point on between Kemri Martin and Lola Pendande. She didn't have a chance, right? Kemri Martin did exactly what she should do as a facilitating guard, drew her over to the left side, and then Cola Badbear just a second too late to get in the passing lane, left Pendande open. Timeout on the floor, six minutes remaining. We'll take it with them. Utah leading by 10, 65-55. This is Utah Basketball from Learfield IMG College. Remaining is Utah has outscored Montana State 14-4 in this fourth quarter. Here's the miss on the drive by Darian White. Utah looking to push, and Kennedy McQueen will slow it down for Utah. On the left wing, Camry Martin holding. Looking on the inside for Peyton McFarland, who just checked in. She'll catch in the paint. Go to her right side. Float for two and score over Cola Badbear. What a, what a terrific game for Peyton McFarland. Really kind of her uh, her her out. I can't think of the word now. Well, she's played significant she minutes has. on the floor. She's played 13 minutes, and that is kind of goes back to what you and I were talking about in non-conference games. We saw her play against Oregon and Oregon State. You can't compare that yeah. sort of experience really to, to anything. Her coming uh, out game, that's yes. what I wanted to okay. say. Okay, there you go. I was, I was giving you some time to work oh, the brain. Yeah, I appreciate that. 67-55 is <laughs> a turnover by Montana State. Here's a feed on the inside. Zuza Poots goes long but gets her own rebound. The no-look pass. Camry Martin in the corner. Knocks down the right side triple. And Drew Gilton has tied her career high. I'm kidding. She has just, re- she has just gotten her career high of 13 assists. Where did I miss her 12th? Well... Regardless, she was running down the floor after her teammate, Kemi Martin, knocks down the three with her fist in the air. Just so excited. That was incredible. Another no-look pass by Drew Gilton as she skipped it cross-court. Her 13th assist of the night. That is a new career high for Drew Gilton. And she has said that you know, she thinks what makes a good point guard is seeing things that other players can't see as Caitlin Lamardo misses the layup on the left side. She does that. She has this vision of, you know, we think that she's going to do one thing and then she does another. Right. What a, what a magnificent basketball game by Drew Gilton. Just five points, but has 13 assists and five rebounds. Montana State basketball, Lamardo moves it left wing to Cola Badbear. She's met by a slew of defenders, but they're going to call a foul on Kemri Martin. And that's one of those moments where we go back to it and we're talking about, like, why? Again, why? yes. Cola Badbear, she just pulls up for a short little mid, mid-range jumper. Why foul? Let's talk about how she might have one of the coolest names that I've ever heard. <laughs> Well, I wanted to talk about how 
a mid-range jumper is a low percentage <laughs> shot. <laughs> so why well, bail her out of that opportunity? But continue. Uh, it's, it's, it's just as we, we've been we've been calling this game now for almost two hours. Only really it's mentioned Cola Bad Bear really a couple of times as the actual name as she goes one for two from the stripe. But that is just an awesome name. I love it. 70-56 as Bad Bear goes one for two from the line. Peyton McFarland, her coming out game here. That's the term I was looking for earlier. Eight points on four of four shooting. Brenna Maxwell can't catch. Hits the deck, moves it back up top. They're going to say it's kicked, so Utah will get bailed out of that one. Back to the Utes with 4.07 to go. And the shot clock resets to 20. I need to make sure, and I apologize for this, I need to make sure to give a shout-out to Drew's father, Daniel, who's uh, tuning in tonight. Hello, Mr. Gilton. Uh, Daniel, I apologize. He just he just texted me and said, where's my shout-out? Well, there it is, Daniel. Well, you know, ever since you said Drew was from North Dakota, I know I he's, like... he's going to get on me. <laughs> Here, but, but, but you know what? It's her career high in assists tonight. 13 assists. Has played spectacularly. Here's Kennedy McQueen in the corner. Moves it up top to Peyton McFarland, but a foul is going to be called. 70-56 back to Utah. So Utah has outscored Montana State 19-5 to yeah. here in the fourth quarter. This is a similar story to what we saw from Utah in the first quarter. And then they you know, slowed down a little bit, heading into the half. Picked it up a little bit as we got midway through the third. And here we are in the fourth. Drew Gelton hit, uh, takes the three, but Zuza Poots was called on the foul on the moving screen prior. And this is quite the opposite of what happened with Montana State yesterday at BYU. Yeah. They struggled in that first half. They couldn't really get anything going their way. And in, in this game, it's the fourth quarter that's been their struggle. In a team that two games ago attempted 43-pointers has only attempted 15. Mm. That's Utah's defense right there focusing on Montana's ability, Montana State's ability to shoot the three. Similarly to Oregon State and Oregon, Trust me when I say you do not want to say Montana when talking about Montana State. Nice rivalry up uh, between those two schools in the big sky. Free throws coming for Caitlin Lamardo as she goes to the uh, basket and gets fouled. But Drew Gilton tonight, 13 assists, which sets a career high. The last time she was in this building 291 days ago against the 21st-ranked Arizona State Sun Devils, she set her career high of 12 assists. And her next game inside this building breaks it with 13. It is a luxury to have a point guard like Drew Gilson. That you know that you can have full trust in her. 13 assists. Uh, let me pull this up really quick on this fancy, fancy little monitor we've got. She only has four turnovers. You know, you can trust that when the ball's in her hands, she's going to take care of it. Kennedy McQueen, what a beautiful play by Kennedy. She faked the pass to Kemri Martin, Euro-stepped, and was able to get the right-hand layup to fall. That was stunning. Quickly ahead, here comes Darian White can't finish. Rebound Lola Pendande. Kennedy quickly going the other way. McQueen with nine points for Utah. Bounce pass inside to Andy. The cutting Lola. Here's the shot from 12 feet. It's no good. Tapped out of bounds off Lola back to Montana State. And I mean, Lola Pendande, she does have 10 points. But 
she's going to have to work on the poise of going up for those layups because yes. she's missed. She's, I mean, I, I can't even tell you how many times she's missed just like a short little bunny by the basket. She's 5 for 10 today, has 10 points, one of four Utah Utes in double figures. Well, I guess she's missed five. Darian White moves <laughs> it up top to Madison Jackson. That shot's no good. Offensive rebound ripped down by Lexi Deedon. They're going to call a foul before the shot on Kennedy McQueen on the reach-in. So Deedon will head to the free-throw line. And Kennedy McQueen, she's played about 18 minutes here today. Yeah. She has seen significant minutes on the floor so far for Utah. Really getting a feel of, of what collegiate basketball is like because whether or not you think you're prepared, whether or not you're one of the best in your state, wherever, the speed of playing against the other best players in the country just forces you to be different. Correct. I mean, we saw it last year with Kemri Martin having to find her yes. way in the Pac-12 conference. Yep, very, very true. I will say, Kennedy McQueen, as I've talked about several times on these broadcasts, with the opponent she was playing in the 2A, definitely doesn't match too close to what she's playing. But she was on a, an AAU team with Utah legend Keith Van Horn as the coach, as Kemri Martin misses the left angle three, uh, with Kemri Martin a couple of years ago as well. So had experience against great opponents uh, because of those AAU years with Keith Van Horn at the helm. Here's a triple on the left wing by Tori Martell that falls off the mark. Drew Gilton with the rebound, saves it in to Andy Torres, and Drew's fantastic game continues. Cannot overstate the type of game that we are seeing from Drew Gilton here tonight. She has been spectacular. McQueen up top to Andy, to Drew. Skips it to the corner to Martine. The no look didn't work on that one. She threw it right away, uh, right to Madison Jackson. The handoff to Darian White, who was waiting for the easy right side layup. 72-62. Montana State with four straight points after they struggled for the majority of this fourth quarter. Kemry Martin up top. Kemry's played well so far this year. Left side to Kennedy McQueen. She tries to force it inside to Lola, but it's poked away by Lexi Deedon. Heading the other way, here's Darian White to the corner to Tori Martell. Stops from 15 on the corner, she missed it. Gets her own offensive rebound, feeds it on the inside. Andy Torres will be called for the reach-in foul and free throws coming for Montana State. So Utah's defense crumbling a little bit here down the stretch. They do have a double-digit lead, but I can promise you Lynn Roberts will not be happy with this effort down the stretch. Well, I was just going to say that because you're up by 10. There's a minute left. You feel pretty confident that you're going to get the win on your home court and your home opener. That being said, you don't want to give your opponent ever any sort of opportunity to cut that deficit. But it's like you want to prove why you won this game. You don't want to get lazy at the end. 72-63 as she goes one for two from the stripe. 60 seconds remaining in Utah's home opener. Drew Gilton has the basketball. She has played a tremendous amount of minutes here tonight, but has been awesome on the floor. Drew on the left wing, gets double teamed up top. Able to break out of it. Skips it to Kemry Martin who drives the paint, floats for two, missed the layup. It is controlled by Kemry. I don't know how she came out with it. Slows it down to Drew Gilton as Utah gets 20 seconds back on the shot clock. 35 seconds remain, and Darian 
Check that Tori Martell is going to foul Drew Gilton. Tori Martell, the lone senior on this Montana State basketball team. And a complete change of the guard as far as we talked about with youth with Montana State. All we have a minute, I actually will say, the starting lineup in the semifinal game for NAU uh, against NAU is there another foul will be called. It's Brennan Maxwell. Didn't like that, Mar- uh, that uh, Lamardo was holding on to her. But the starting lineup against NAU in the semifinal game, the last time they played prior to the season starting, consisted of Darian White, Oleana Squires, who was a senior, uh, Martha Cooterer, who was a senior, Fallon Frigi, uh, Frigi, who was a senior, and also Tori Martell. So well, two starters remaining. And, yeah, you look at their starting lineup from today three sophomores a senior yep. and a freshman yeah. so like you said the youngest team in the country they their identity is completely different and their coach is still trying to figure out who they are as well she should feel very good Absolutely. about where they're at and darian white is a phenomenal oh. basketball player even though i haven't seen anybody else from the big sky conference she's my favorite for the big sky conference player of the year 21 points here tonight to lead montana state as there was a foul on the floor, Camry Martin goes one for two from the stripe and a timeout's taken by Montana State. But I've been very impressed with Montana State, no doubt about that. But this Utah fourth quarter, Amanda, something different about this fourth quarter. Let's erase the last about two minutes of play. But this fourth quarter's been awesome for Utah. I mean, I think it just really comes back to the one player we've continually talked about throughout this game and that's drew gilton i'll say it again because i think that sometimes you can easily get hung up on who scored the most points and that's all you want to look at is like who scored the most points this is a completely different game if drew gilton is on the bench Mm -hmm. like she we talk about the difference makers in a game it's her tonight and you would expect that from her being one of the veteran players on this team now a career high 13 assists six rebounds has played 34 minutes oh yeah she's also added a block and a steal as well so doing it in in every aspect of this game she has just been dynamite and And it's been so great to see i think that when you take on that role you don't always get the credit right but she doesn't care about that she does not Here's the floater by Darian White. It's off the mark. Utah, a tremendous job in the second half to hold Darian White in check. Had 15 at the break. At the break, she was 7 of 10. She only had six points in the second half. And that defensive pressure really, truly helped Utah in this one. And they were able to control that fourth quarter as this game winds down. And there's the horn as Utah will get the victory, knocking off the Montana State Bobcats by a final of 73-63. to This was a, a great show of a home opener for Utah. You know, they, they get the 10-point win on their home court. They've got cutouts in the stands of their family <laughs> and their friends. There's even some dogs here. Okay, we love our furry friends. <laughs> but, you know, I just have to once again talk about drew gilton a career high 13 assists rewarding her teammates for for being in the right spot for hustling 
and creating those opportunities as a facilitator and a leader on this team. So Utah gets the victory. They improved to two and one on the very, very young season, a season like we've uh, like no other. Frankly, we started with two conference games against the Oregon schools. Utah then takes on the non-conference opponent, the Montana State Bobcats. As we're looking to see here, we should be able to get Lynn Roberts here in just a moment, as she's helping clean up the basketballs on the floor after her. Uh, team gets the victory. Well, let's talk about the defensive effort to end the game for Utah. Montana State was one of their last 11 from the field, and we saw that defensive pressure that we saw in the first quarter specifically, I keep relating to, from Utah. Uh, And Darian White, once again, 21 points, but you didn't really see any other person on the team stand out. We talked about their lack of depth in our open and Utah did a really good job of containing what everyone else on the team was going to do. You know, Darian White is yeah. going to go, like, she's going to get hers, right? Correct. Like, she can create for herself. But Utah did a phenomenal job of limiting what every other player on the team was able to do. Going over the numbers real quick, Kemri Martin led the team in scoring, but you really, as you've said a couple of times, you really don't look at that number here today. It was very well balanced for Utah. 12 from Kemri Martin, 11 for Brenna, 11 for Andy Torres, 10 for Lola Pindande, 9 for Kennedy McQueen, and 8 for Peyton McFarland in her, there's the term again, coming out game, finally able to get on the board after a couple of rough games in, uh, in, the, uh, in Oregon, but looked very well composed in the paint here today. And once again, this was just an opportunity for players who haven't seen collegiate minutes to get significant minutes on the floor in a non-conference matchup. You mentioned Peyton McFarland. She played 15 minutes. Kennedy McQueen, another 20 minutes. She's been, been seeing the floor quite a bit for Utah through their first three games now. And then we saw Kelsey Reese, uh, Zuza Poots, who redshirted last year so she's still finding a feel um for for what this utah team is and they should they should feel really good we now have lynn roberts on the phone as we have moved into the post-game interview with the head coach that is lynn roberts uh lynn first thing i want to talk about we saw a dynamite performance uh, here tonight from Drew Gilton. She was controlling almost every aspect of this game. The stat sheet's not going to point to a lot of points, but what it will point to is that she was sharing the rock like crazy. And one of the most impressive things that I saw, truly rewarding her teammates for their hard effort, for their uh, effort here tonight. Yeah, she, um, she definitely, it was, it was impossible, uh, with how well Montana State was playing to not have her on the floor. Um, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. So, sorry. Um, she's, this phone calls get this phone's getting another call, so that threw me off. I'm sorry. This is all this <laughs> new COVID. Uh, COVID stuff is all very. You gotta know, love it. You guys are just up a few rows, and yet we can't talk. But um, yeah, I thought Drew was great today. Um, you know, this I, I have to give credit to uh, Montana State. I thought they played just yeah. really well, as, as good as they can play, and fearless and executed and um you know they just kind of ran out of gas a little bit uh but yeah drew i thought uh, i haven't seen final stats but um she she definitely was our general out there today 
Well, she had a career-high 13 assists. Uh, you'll see that when you take a look at the box score. But when she facilitates the way that she does, what does that open up for the rest of the team? Well, it's just she's just so dangerous. You can't really trap her. You can't, um, you know, all like the typical rotations out of whether it's a hard hedge or a trap or whatever don't really apply when the ball's in her hand because she can see that person that's not supposed to be, you know, you're not supposed to be able to get the ball to that other person. Um, and she just has a way of seeing the whole floor, not not just the, you know, I think great passers have a way of seeing not just the first line or the second line, but even the third line of help. Um, and that's what I think separates Drew with her vision. Now, Coach, here in the uh, other game you talked about in the win against Oregon State, you talked about just having that luxury of having so much depth. Here tonight, uh, Kelsey Reese didn't see much time on the floor, but instead what we saw was Peyton McFarland kind of had her coming out game here tonight, finished the night with eight points uh, and, a, and quite a bit of rebounds as well. Uh, in your opinion, what was uh, Peyton doing so well to help your team get uh, get the victory here tonight? Well, there, you know, it's always about matchups. And, you know, Montana State essentially starts, plays four guards, sometimes five. Um, and so it was hard to play Kelsey at our trail four position, which she does pretty well. And in the Pac-12, she will. Um, but just defensively matching up, it, it wasn't um, going to work. Uh, you know, she's more of a post player, and they, they have little guards that just run around. And, um, and so that so it's about matchups. And then, you know, Peyton and, and Lola are best are – our best back-to-the-basket kind of scorers. And that's what we talked about at halftime is why in the world are we not scoring inside? Um, you know, the guards, we got to do our part. And the post, you got to do – they got to do their part. But and, and so that's what you saw, I think, definitely in the second half, definitely a, a more uh, intentional effort to get the ball inside. And just kind of a tough matchup game for Kelsey. Um, Kelsey Reese, she didn't – not like she did anything wrong. It's, right. it's just always about matchups. Um, and that's kind of what happened today. But, again, your your point is exactly right. Uh, the depth is so nice. I thought Kennedy McQueen, too, in the second half did a tremendous job on number two for them. Oh. Um, she kind of tore us up in the first half a little bit, and Kennedy just did a tremendous job on her. So um, it's nice to have, again, somebody like that that you don't have to put necessarily have to put Drew on her. You know, last year Drew would probably have to guard her, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so that saves Drew a little bit uh, for, for other things. So, um, again, agree, depth is a beautiful thing. Well, Coach, a terrific team effort tonight, 13 assists by Drew, but you had six players with at least eight points, so just a great total team effort tonight. Congratulations on the win. Have a wonderful weekend as you prepare to go right back to conference play. Hit the road for Colorado. Yes, we will. Thank you, Tyson. Amanda, appreciate you guys. Thanks. Thanks, Coach. That is head coach Lynn Roberts. We'll take a short break, and we'll come back. We'll dive a little bit into what Coach Roberts said, as that's all coming up on the Ute Game Day postgame report presented to you by Young Living, Utah's own pioneer of the modern-day essential oils movement. That all comes your way next on the postgame report as Utah gets the victory 73-63. This is Utah Basketball from Learfield IMG College. Learn more about the power of Young Living essential oil by visiting www.youngliving.com. Com. All right, Amanda, it's now time for our UPS Next Day Air delivery of the game brought to you by UPS. Drew Gilt in the front court controlling the offense for Utah. The lob to Lola Pendande. What a beautiful pass from Drew Gilton to Lola Pendande to lead her perfectly through it where only Lola could get it. 
that was today's UPS Next Day Air delivery of the game. Brought to you by UPS with UPS Next Day Air. Your package is guaranteed overnight delivery so your Utes gear can arrive just in time for game day. Visit UPS.com to learn more. UPS, official logistics company of Utah Athletics. All right, so it's pretty fitting that tonight's UPS delivery of the game goes to, well, Drew Gilton. Just one of many beautiful passes that Drew Gilton had. She's going to be our topic of discussion here uh, to start this postgame show. I mean, a career high, 13 assists for her. You heard Coach Roberts talk about she doesn't just see, you know, one thing on the floor. And we, we talk so much about her vision. She doesn't see the first line. She doesn't see the second. She can almost see, like, the third line of help side defense and anticipate what they're going to do, and that is what creates a great point guard. All right, we are now pleased to welcome into the postgame show Lola Pendande, who finished this matchup here tonight with 10 points, 5 of 10 shooting, was one of four Utes in double figures, also ripped down seven rebounds. Uh, Lola, where I want to start here tonight is your ability to be able to run the floor. So many opportunities here tonight. You were able to just simply do what you do, and that's run the floor, and your point guard was able to find you on several occasions. Hi. Uh, yeah, I think one of my strengths as opposed to is running the floor because I'm pretty fast and I use that as a advantage because I know a lot of posts are not like as fast as me. And I guess I've, I've been doing that since I started playing basketball. So I just kept doing it because I see that it works and I have a great point guard and she always sees me. So I'm just keep doing it. Hi, Lola. Congrats on the win tonight. Uh, all 10 Thank of your you. points came in the second half, and your coach actually said just a few moments ago that it was intentional, an intentional effort to get the ball more inside. How would you describe the way that the offense was moving that allowed you those looks in the paint? Uh, we were having a little bit of issues reading the defense in the first half. And not seeing the, I mean, the advantage inside. So the um, on halftime, the coach came in and said that we use we need to use the advantage of the high advantage inside. So yeah, it was intentional. They just kept throwing the ball inside and try to find us, the post players, to like to get on the game. Uh, Lola, obviously this year has been unlike any other. Uh, I'd love to know, because this is really the first time that I've had a chance to talk to any players um, since the season has begun. How has this season been for you? How has your preparation for games changed, if it's changed at all? It's been tough, I think, because we live in an uncertainty. So it's like, I don't know when I have to be ready. I don't know if the games are going to be canceled. So we're like, we're always on the on edge because we don't know what's going to happen any anytime so my routine changed a lot i don't take naps anymore because i'm like i need to stay awake i don't know what's going to happen and yeah i guess everything has changed to be mm. honest like my preparation um talk what teammates do i talk to before games to like cheer me up i don't know everything is being a little bit stressful Well, I've I've cut naps out of my routine too, so I feel you there. Uh, yeah. You know, when you look at being a sophomore now and welcoming in the new freshmen, have you given them any sort of advice or, or taken anyone under your wing a little bit? 
Yeah, I just keep, I just tell them to keep doing what they know what to do because they're here for a reason. They're great players. I'm really impressed by the work every day, and they're awesome. Like we have so much depth because of them. Hmm. I'm super thankful that they're here in our program and they're helping us so much. Lola, I'll finish with this. It was exactly 291 days uh, since the last time that you and your team played inside this building. How nice was it to finally get out there, see the red seats all around you? Yes, they might have been empty. There were some uh, some people in them, just not real people. They were cutouts. But uh, how just yeah. how great was it to see your home floor again while playing a game of basketball? I honestly love it. I love playing in the Huntsman. Everyone says that I play better at home, and I agree with that. I don't know why, but like I feel more confident because it's our home. And it felt great, to be honest. It, it was a little bit hard to start, but then it was really it's good to be on your home court and play home and get a win. And I don't know. It's just it's really good. I, I just have a great feeling every time we play in the Huntsman. Well, that is Lola Pendande. Lola, congratulations on the victory, and have a Thank wonderful you. weekend as you prepare for Colorado coming up on Monday. Yep. Thank you. Have a Thanks, good night. Lola. That is Lola Pendande, um, and like I said, Amanda, I felt as though she might have heard me when I said <laughs> she, d- that she probably did. It's fairly quiet. <laughs> it is in very here. quiet in here. I'm sure everybody can hear me all the way down there, um, including Jordy, who probably even has a pair of headphones on. She can still hear me, um, but. I felt as though after I said that she had been struggling in the paint, something changed with her game. Well, and I think it kind of circles back to Drew Gilton finding her open teammate and putting her in a position to score. That's what a great point guard does. You put your teammates in the best position where they can be successful. And she did that. And that is, I mean, you heard Coach Roberts talk about an intentional effort to get the ball more inside in the second half. That's something that we touched on in our halftime report was the three-point shot wasn't flowing. Find Lola. Give her a chance to show what she can do because we all know what that is uh, in 10 points for her in, in the second half. One of the key plays of this game for Lola, it actually wasn't even uh, – actually, it was set up by Lola. Lola earned it, was when there was a loose ball. Uh, after a missed shot, she fought for the offensive rebound, kicked it back up to Drew, and without hesitation, Drew moved it right back into her, and she was able to spin and score. Uh, in my opinion, as far as uh, the game that Lola Pendande had um, and uh, her feeling good about that game, it started with that play right there. And, you know, you heard Utah head coach Lynn Roberts just talk about the fight that Montana State gave in this one. A 10-point loss for them. She said it feels like they, they kind of just ran out of gas at the end. But once again, looking over the numbers, a fairly, fairly close game in all statistical areas. Uh, but Utah holding them to just one of their last 11 field goals and coming away with their first home win. And that's just the defense really sticking strong. We saw some great defense being played against Oregon State. Uh, you know, it didn't seem as though Utah's defensive effort was as great here tonight. But as you just mentioned, in that fourth quarter down the stretch when it mattered most, they played some magnificent defense. And so that leads us into our uh, Smith's defensive play of the game, brought to you by Smith's Food and Drug. Smith's low prices, market fresh. Let's go ahead and listen in on today's Smith's defensive play of the game. 
There's a nice drive on the inside. Tori Martell drives. Peyton McFarland comes from the opposite side of the floor and knocks it out of bounds. That's an early candidate for our Smith defensive play of the game. And that was a magnificent play. I don't know if you remember that, but the basketball was on the left side, just inside, just in, uh, inside the paint. Lola, or excuse me, Peyton McFarland appeared to come across the floor, and just she got up extremely high to knock the ball out of bounds, and that earns our defensive play of the game. Brought to you by Smith's Low Prices Market Fresh. And both. Coach Roberts and Lola Pendande each touched on the depth of this team. And, you know, we just heard Lola talk about loving the freshmen and, and really loving the work that they're doing and encouraging them. Uh, and so I think that they're still trying to figure out, like, their identity is what I kept saying. Um, what are we really good at? Are we a defensive team? Are we a three-point shooting team? You know, like, I feel like each great team has that identity but what they all have is consistency and so Utah's still looking for a little bit of that but it's only their third game of a, of a brand new season in a completely huh. unprecedented time i love that you <laughs> that you worded that uh before we uh go too much into depth about what about what we'll see next i do want to give uh the conference standings update brought to you by ups ups my choice alerts is brought to you by ups working together to achieve great things like the utes that's problem solving visit ups.com to learn more utah came into this one at one and one in conference play uh but amanda this pac-12 conference good just like always uh we're seeing great play by arizona oregon stanford hasn't had much of a chance to play ucla's up there as well um, but the uh, Arizona Wildcats leading the conference right now at 3-0 and had an impressive victory yesterday against Arizona State, 65-37. to Arizona is going to be a team to reckon with down the stretch here. I mean, period. Ugh. Okay, like Adia Barnes has talked about how it has been harder to schedule non-conference games just because of the current circumstance of playing in a pandemic, but also before COVID. Huh having a more difficult time scheduling non-conference games because frankly Arizona is better than they ever have been I mean this conference is just astounding from top to bottom haven't even mentioned the fact that the Stanford Cardinal is ranked number one in the country right now South Carolina lost the number one position last week after they lost to NC State Stanford then replaced them as the number one team in the country Arizona comes in at sixth in the country Oregon eighth in the country UCLA 11th in the country Oregon State is 15th right now that might change uh, in the uh, in the next uh, releasing of the uh, of the uh, top 25. Uh, there is one game going on here tonight in the Pac-12 conference. We'll quickly update you on that one as the uh, Washington State Cougars are on the road to Washington. Amanda, this will be Washington State's first game of the year. They've just been hit hard by the uh, by the by the pandemic. Washington State goes into Seattle. And in their first game of the season, knocks off Washington by a final of 60-52. to 52. So kind of a surprise game there. And it's just circling back to what Lilip and Dondi was talking about and what we all know of, like, every single day looks different, you know? And she said she cut naps out of her routine. Like, that's dedication mm-hmm. to knowing what's going on, okay? Like, I'm a big sleep person. That's important. <laughs> um, but, you know, like... You just don't know at any given second what's going to change. And 
in a time where it feels like there's so much inconsistency, you kind of hold on to what is consistent. And I think that for each program, that is their team. Uh, and Stanford head coach Tara Vanderveer, she said, you know, like the team that's able to be the most flexible is going to be like the one that's able to surpass all the others because this is just a season of, of adapting and learning and growing together and trying to safely play basketball. That's what we saw in the WNBA. It's what we saw in the NBA, the Seattle Storm and the Los Angeles Lakers. They were the ones that came victorious in the uh at at the end they won the championships they were the team that was you know the most dedicated you think about how long those teams were in those bubbles and you know we're just having to see a different season this year having to adapt like you uh, like like you alluded to and uh you know it's just it's 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 an interesting time that we're living in right now um, but I'm excited to see how this plays out. You know, you, uh, literally every single game, as Coach Roberts talked about in the pregame show, you don't know if you're even going to be playing these games until the morning of. Right. They're they're on the schedule, but just because they're on the schedule doesn't mean the games are actually going to happen. You know, you have to go through protocols every single day, and and game of a uh, day of, you have to pass. Uh, those tests or you're not getting on the floor so you know obviously the dedication is really going to be the key word this year for me uh how dedicated truly are teams to getting on the floor and playing this game they love so much now amanda i do uh, i do want to close on this the final stat of the game that i want to talk about uh the the utah utes 23 assists on 27 made field goals Coming into this game, Amanda, they ranked at the very bottom of the Pac-12 conference in assists. And, again, it's only a two-game stretch. Uh, <laughs> Those were two completely different right. games. <laughs> <laughs> only a two-game stretch where they had seven in their opening game against Oregon, 14 in their second game against Oregon State. But they, they, they were passing like crazy today. 23 assists on 27 made field goals. I mean it's just so hard to compare like overall yeah. numbers when there's not a large portion of games to look at because we're talking about a 42 point loss and then a 6 point six win 6 point win completely different it felt like watching a completely different team no doubt about that so the numbers are all skewed we need we need a couple more for me to feel confident Absolutely. sticking to just to just those um, but Utah turning right around, you know, they were able to play a non-conference game, which is great. Like we talked about Peyton McFarland specifically getting more minutes on the floor than she did against Oregon and Oregon State. And then they head right back into conference play with Colorado on Monday. That game can be heard right here on the home of the Utes from Learfield IMG College. Uh, the Utah Utes will be on the road at Colorado. Coming up, that is a high noon tip-off, so be sure to tune in. You can listen to me, Tyson Ewing, and her, Amanda Smith, on the broadcast. Looking forward uh, to seeing what Utah can do on the road at Colorado. You've been listening to University of Utah Basketball and the Ute Game Day postgame report. Utah Basketball is a presentation of the Ute Sports Radio Network and Ute Sports Properties, a division of Learfield IMG College in association with ESPN 700. Executive producers for the Ute Sports Radio Network are Steve Borland and David Stobie.
Uh, big, big shout out to, uh, to my man Porter Larson back in the studio for helping us get on and off the air. Today was the first time that we've done games in the arena. Um, and with all that we had to go through with getting interviews, yeah, it was awesome. No, you know what? Like, all the credit should go to Porter because without him, you don't get this broadcast. So right. thank you so much, Porter. Once again, our final score here from the John M. Huntsman Center. Utah knocks off Montana State. They're now 11-0 and against Montana State all-time. They're 2-1 on the season, 1-1 in Pac-12 play. They get the win, 73-63. For Amanda Smith, I am Tyson Ewing. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great rest of your night, and as always, go Utes.